and welcome to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast. My name is Jesse, and I'll be your host. So on today's episode, we're going to head out to Harvard Law School to go get our law degree. We're going to go get our nails done at the local salon. I guess solve a murder trial? That's always fun. I love that. But on today's episode, we are going to be covering 2001's Legally Blonde. I have the longest running guest on my show to date at this point. You've heard her on um, my episode on Cruel Intentions, Days to Confused, uh, and maybe another episode. I don't remember. But uh, Clueless. Clueless. Yes, you're right. And anyway, so if you didn't already hear her, uh, please welcome to my show, my wonderful sister, Sarah Heidelberg. Sarah, how are you doing today on this fine Sunday afternoon? I'm doing great. Great. Wonderful. We have the dog in the background, too. Um, She went to the vet and she's doing good, everybody. I know you're probably wondering. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, we're doing uh, Legally Blonde today because it's my show and I can do what I want. Uh, But also, I do think this movie has a a legacy to it. And I think it is a uh, even though it did well, like when it came out, I I think it's just worth covering and, and I have a history with this movie that I really enjoy, and I, I'm sure my sister does too as well. Uh, and I just know a lot of other people do too. But uh, without further ado, though, Sarah, why exactly are we doing Legally Blonde? Why do you want to come to my show today to do this episode? Because it is a very funny, lighthearted movie. Yes. It does, if you want to dive deep into it uh, in a way, it, it can definitely have its um, things you could speak about. Yes, we will. But for the most part, it's lighthearted. Yeah, I think um, so. With a little bit of seriousness to it, but not, you know. Nothing too over- overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing um, too dramatic. Th- I mean, the f- it's, just, it's just a fun movie to watch. It's the quotes that's become a va- like Mean Girls, um, yeah. um, Forrest Gump, um, yeah. movies that are quotable. <laughs> it's definitely become a some, t- some bit of a quotable type movie. Oh, completely. Yeah. Um, as I was writing my notes um, for the movie, <laughs> I, you know, as uh, when I watch it, uh, and a, my best friend, Barbie, who also, shout out to Barbie. Shout out, um, Barbie. She always gets a shout out on the show. Yes. Um, <laughs> we always, uh, you know, quote this as our, mm-hmm. like, friend lingo slang. You know, we, we quote things. Yeah. Like, things that we like, like Barbie and Michelle and Friends and mm-hmm. this and uh, what other... Um, movies and TV shows that come out of that. Um, yeah. And we just have our, you know. Anyway, that's just what it is. And it's just so, it's a, yeah. uh, as far as um, just liking the movie in itself, I'm a, I'm a sucker for rom-com. I mean, I'll pretty much watch almost mm-hmm. any rom-com there is out there. Yeah. And I do love Reese Witherspoon. She. As we heard on our Cruel Intentions yeah, episode. Yeah, like she's. And this is her movie. Like to me, yeah. we'll talk a little bit about it, but I mean. Like, like her first like real movie like on her own that she's a lead in because yeah. even though yes she led some like, and she nobody was else in, could have played this part yeah like Cruel Intentions like she was in that she was in Pleasantville she was in other movies obviously but like this one is like she is the lead of this movie we are following her and I think that was one of the first times she got to do that where she wasn't just a supporting role right um, and that's why I really like it yeah. too and um but as far as um my with 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 the, the way the movie is there is a few shows and uh there's, there's a few shows and movies out there uh that make me think of my friends family and uh this is a nice best friend movie yeah um, not best friends that it's a best friend type movie but like i think about my best friend when i think about this movie because of the yeah. you know watching it together and stuff like that yeah, so absolutely. it just makes me you know when i if I see this movie, if I catch it on, you know, I think of it makes you, you know, yeah, absolutely. It'll make me think of the podcast now that we're doing episode, <laughs> yeah. and it makes me think of my friend, and you know, 
and it's just you know it's just fun yeah i think if anything it makes me think about just being a young young gay boy i guess um <laughs> and also just because for some reason this movie also does well with the gay folks uh which i, I we can kind of talk about why it kind of does i also just and like how so much pink there is so much pink but then also i think that this movie is kind of in its core some sort of a feminist story mm-hmm. um and we can get into For it sure. as well just like 100%. where we weren't seeing you know we were seeing some like female-led movies but like this one is about like, let's really think about it like this came out in 2001 what? yeah pre-9-11 <laughs> you know no. i know right it did i know right I but you know this this movie is one where i'm like you know it's a woman i really don't who... think there was that many movies that, i mean I, i'm sure you probably if you really looked into it you yeah, yeah it. for sure but i i think like this one is like something where so many people enjoyed it because it is a story about a girl who at first is so about material things and she's just kind of like mm-hmm. about the looks of things and then she realizes like that's not what life is right. and also she's doing something good for her own self so as we normally do on the show we're going to go over some figures of the movie go over some quotes about it go over the production history and then also we'll move into a plot summary of this film so this movie in particular it was um directed by robert uh luke uh, who is an Australian, and he was written by Karen McCullough Lutz and Kirsten Smith, the screenplay. This was produced by Mark Platt and Rick Kidney, which we'll talk about in a little bit. This was released July 13th of 2001, so pre 9 11, like I said. Budget of $18 million, and it made money of $141 million, pretty much. We're looking at 71% on the tomato meter for Rotten Tomatoes, and then a 72% audience score. So not certified fresh, but it should be. We're looking at 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, and a Letterboxd score of 3.8 out of 5. So then for our cast of characters, we have Reese Witherspoon as Elle Woods, Luke Wilson as Emmett Richmond, Sam Blair as Vivian Kensington, Matthew Davis as Warner Huntington III, Victor Garber as Professor Callahan, Jennifer Coolidge as Paulette Bonafonte, Holland Taylor as Professor Elspeth Stromwell, I guess, um, Ali Larder as Brooke Taylor Wyndham, Jessica Cofield as Margot, and Alana Ubach as Serena McGuire, apparently. Francesca R. Roberts as Judge Marina R. Bickford, Oz Perkins as David Kidney, Linda Carnellini as Chutney Wyndham, Bruce Thomas as the EUPS guy that Paulette's in love with, Meredith Scott Lynn as Enid Wexler, Wayne Fetterman as one of the Harvard admission counselors. Raquel Welch, rest in peace, as Mrs. Wyndham Vandermark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimberly McCullough as Amy, one of the sorority sisters. Greg Serrano as Enrique Salvatore, the guy at the end. Um, oh <laughs> Alice, yes. Uh, Beasley as UCLA advisor. And then Mooney as Bruiser Woods, the little dog. And we have some critical response quotes about this movie. Some critical response quotes about Legally Blonde are as follows. We have David No from the Film Journal International who states, Soon degenerates into a too slick silliness that confuses empowerment with cloying cutesiness. We then have Robert Bledsoe from Film Threat who states, Mrs. Witherspoon is cast well above her considerable talents as an airhead Bel Air brat who has it all. And then we have Kenneth uh, Turan from the Los Angeles Times who states, This film can't figure out where to go with its concept and increasingly unravels as it marches along. So, a little bit about this background is, with this movie in particular... So this film um, was actually a book 
Sarah just found this out. Mm-hmm. So this uh, was a book called Legally Blonde, which I always think is a really funny title because it's Legally Bind, Legally Bond. It's kind of funny. But it was written by Amanda Brown. So she published it in 2001 and was basing it on her real life experience as a blonde who was attending Stanford Law School while being obsessed with like fashion and beauty, like reading Elle magazine, hence the name of the character, and then like clashing with the personalities of her peers because um, she herself is a more like feminine type girly girl type of girl and then some people I'm not trying to generalize about the law profession but I'm assuming that when you go to law school you got a lot of serious types up in there I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Brown said that she when she first arrived at Stanford she discovered that she made a big mistake. She's quoted as saying I was in my first week of law school in 1993 and I saw this flyer for the woman of Stanford Law and she was like I'll go meet some nice girls that'll be fun whatever. She went to the meeting, and these were not women, from what she said. That's a little problematic, but whatever. Um, She said they were really angry people. The woman who was leading it spent three years at Stanford trying to change the name Semester to Ovester, which is in this movie. Oh, okay. Um, I started laughing, and I realized everyone in this room took it very seriously, so I didn't make any friends there. She wrote letters to her parents about these experiences and originally thought about writing a book of essays about her experience in law school until a literary agent um, advised her to actually turn that into a novel. So she took like a class on writing, put together a manuscript, and shopped the book around, but she was unsuccessful. She then later got the attention of a manager, of an agent, and movie people went nuts. And so her mom remembers the day of the bidding war and thought that she'd be lucky to get $10,000 for the story, but the figure was much bigger than that. And so then producer Mark Platt, who if you don't already know, he's done quite a few different movies, but he's also the daddy of Ben Platt, our own Evan Hansen. Um, So that's him. Um, But he was intrigued by the character of Elle Woods when an unpublished novel manuscript was delivered to him. He says, what I loved about the story is that it's hilarious, it's sexy, and at the same time it's empowering, says Platt. Um, The world looks at Elle and sees someone who is blonde and beautiful, but nothing more. Elle, on the other hand, doesn't judge herself or anybody else. She thinks the world's great, she's great, everyone's great, and nothing can change that. Um, She's truly an irrepressible modern heroine. So then the screenwriters Karen McCullough-Lutz and Kirsten Smith spent two days on the campus of Stanford in the spring of 2000 just doing research for their screenplay. And then their director, Robert uh, Luktik, he was an Australian newcomer who came to the Hollywood. Um, He made a short film called Tiziana Buberini, apparently. Okay. And he was drawn to the project while he was looking for a breakthrough film. He said he had been reading scripts we're looking for a film um, for about two years, not finding anything, um, but he could put his own personal mark on something until Legally Blonde finally came around. So the development of this story is Luke Tick explained that when he first got the Project Greenlit, they weren't aware that the film would be structured as a progressively feel-good women's empowerment movie. Uh, initially, they thought it was going to be more like wet t-shirts and boobs <laughs> than it actually turned it out being. Fair enough, because that's Hollywood for you. Anyway, so in fact, the first script was a little bit edgier and raunchier, similar to something like American Pie. The murder trial wasn't a part of the plot, and it ended with Elle getting into a relationship with the professor. So it transformed from nonstop zingers, I know, that were very adult in nature, to this universal story of overcoming adversity to being Much oneself. better how it turned out. Absolutely. Um, when it was decided to change the plot, uh, the screenwriters finessed some details and then added a few characters like Paulette. You were telling me a little bit, Sarah, about other people who were uh, considered for this role. Can you tell me who some of those people were? Yes. 
So the other actresses that were considered for the role of Elle Woods, which, you know, to their... To their credit. Yeah. Credit and greatness that they have done other things. Um, yes. Reese Witherspoon just was... Absolutely. And I'll get to that in a minute, yeah. Um, so Charlize Theron, who went on to do Do Monster. Mm-hmm, yes. Gwyneth Paltrow, which... what she do? Shakespeare in Love? I think Shakespeare she in Love. Did she win an Oscar for that? I don't know. She might have. Um, and she's also Goop. Yeah, we don't talk about that. And her mom is... Well, she's got famous parents. She has famous Dinner. parents. Yeah, yes. Alicia Silverstone, our clueless... Obviously. Our clueless girl. We love her. Mm-hmm. Catherine Heigl, who Meh. went on to go to Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Christina Applegate, who we also love uh, here. Love because which we need to do don't we need to do don't tell mom the babysitter. Well, concert. we're doing it. It's on the list, and Sarah can be a part of it. She wants to be. <laughs> That's you. fine. I'll run top of that rose. Yeah, absolutely. Me, uh, I feel like I'm butchering her name. Mila Jovovich from Yovovich, Days to Confuse, Days Confuse uh, the Resident Evil movies, yep. all that. And Jennifer Love Hewitt, which was in Can't Hardly Wait, Party of Five, yeah, all, all that, that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was kind of like the it girl in the '90s. Yeah, she was like a young lady. Yes. Like, yeah, and uh, they were all considered for Elwood. So yeah, but uh, the director was like he knew on page five of the script that he wanted reese to play this nice um he wanted somebody with gravitas and brains there had to be more behind the face and reese just fit the bill she was the first person who read the script and it was not sent to any of the actresses um again people had to be kind of like uh considered for it but they were like oh we need to get her if we can as far as they they didn't audition for it exactly they were considered for it i don't know if they actually auditioned for it but who knows Uh, casting director Joseph Middleton had also previously worked with her on Man in the Moon, which I recently just watched. Sad story, but it's kind of worth it, you know, if anything. And a far off place. He strongly believed in her for the character when Platt brought up Witherspoon's name. So, for example, like Applegate turned down the role and Platt suggested at one point to cast Britney Spears. She was too busy doing crossroads, y'all. Okay, listen. <laughs> um, but then, because of her SNL performance she did for that, they were like, nah, we're not going to do that. Anyway, but MGM was not convinced, though. Witherspoon's performance as Tracy Flick in Election. Have you ever seen Election? Uh, no, but I've definitely wanted to check it out. Just never. It's a good little movie. I would recommend it. I feel like it. you've asked me this before and I haven't done that yet. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, so they put her at risk for being typecast. So she's quoted as saying that they thought I was a shrew. Because in the, if you don't know Election, I'm not going to spoil it, but... She plays uh, a very type A person who then goes um, to try to be, she tries to be class president against the guy from American Pie, Oz, and then also some other lady as well. So and Matthew Broderick's in it too, right? Yes, he is. Is he a teacher or something? He is a teacher. Okay. That is correct. Anyway, we'll, maybe we'll do election one day. I don't know yet. Um, you know what Jesse will not do? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm not doing it. I hate that movie. Come at me. Rude. Anyway, whatever. We so, Well, I don't agree on that. But Witherspoon okay. had been passed over for several other post-election roles, so her manager finally called and said, you have to meet with these studio heads because he will not approve you. They think you're really your character from election and that you're really repellent. And then she was also told to dress sexy. Okay. So yeah. she auditioned for the roles, um, even meeting with people in character. Um, she remembers a whole room full of men who were asking her questions about being a co-ed and being in a sorority, like, in character. And even though she had dropped out of college, though, and had never been inside a sorority house. But the director remembers meeting her to discuss how she'd approach the role. They met at a hotel in Sunset Boulevard and discussed the film. They were both concerned about some aspects, like, how could this how could this audience feel sorry for a girl who's, like, riding around in a Porsche, for example? Mm-hmm. And she had to dress in a particular way that wasn't distracting or off-putting. And I think every decision came from a certain innocence of the character. And I think you really do see that. And I think, really, she is this, not completely Pollyanna, but kind of, sort of? Mm-hmm. Like, she does see the world 
as a good place for the most part. So again, it could only she's be... She's got her zingers and her times, you know, yeah. in the movie when she's being looked down on. And, yeah. Um, she has a certain naivete that but, I think... But, you know, all in all, she treats people... Yeah, she treats She's getting good. treated as a quote-unquote blonde, which definitely does not feel good because I've definitely been there, been, you know, hey, I might literally have blonde hair, um, although I've definitely had blonde hair. All of it, yeah. But, um, you know, well, I'm 30... Gonna be thirty four this year, but I'm thirty three, and I got a little gray streak, you know, a couple of so. Me too. So I do. It looks good, on Jesse. I don't know if you know what Jesse looks like, but it does work for him. <laughs> you, you don't. It's and, fine. But he he can pull it off. <laughs> Me, it's like kind of like ugh. I mean, it's not like crazy, but it's just enough where I'm like I don't do that. Yeah. So yes, I not like full on platinum blonde like her, but yes, do have blonde. But um, um, but I have been uh, you know, in school and or sometime maybe at a job and been. Called the ditz before, ditzy yeah. and uh, or blonde as you. Welcome to it. being a woman. And and that um sometimes unfortunately might yeah. be by another woman. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, it might not have been actually coming at me and being rude, um, but I definitely have been called a blonde before and not and just just because your hair color is blonde or right. being called a ditz and it's like you know like, You're like just okay, thanks, you know girl. hey like I'm. Exactly. Not the smartest person in the world, but like I definitely yeah no you're you know, totally you know fine. what I mean. But I definitely uh, obviously this was a while back, but um, yeah. it's definitely not you know it's not like something I'm gonna cry about, but it's just something that like you yeah. know like, it's just not cool to like say that about people. So in this movie, you definitely feel you know yeah. she definitely gets the some hate. There's there's people who have said I guess it's kind of nicknamed like clueless goes to college. I don't think it's completely like that though because yes I think they have a certain naivete to each other. But I also think, like, yeah, there is. But at the same time, I'm like, also Elle Woods is... She's different than Cher. True. And, but also, I would have loved to see Cher in college. I know. I would love that, like too. Like, what? Oh, oh, like, man. not that this would have been that, but, like... No, it's, it's like, great, a, like a Like a continuation. Yeah, Hell, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge was cast as the manicurist, Paulette. Um, apparently, rumors were that, um, you know, Courtney Love or Kathy and Jimmy could have done it, which would have been fabulous, I'm Ooh. sure. Uh, for I'm sorry, you said Kath- Kathy and Jimmy. And who was the other? Courtney Love, apparently. Really? Yeah, because no. she was kind of an actress. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe Kathy and Jimmy, but... Oh, Kathy and Jimmy would have been great as Paulette. She would have been. Oh, she would have been great. For the role of Warner's new girlfriend, Vivian, they were suggested to cast... Do you know who Chloe Sevigny is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so her, maybe. She was She could have worked. Love. Yeah, she could have worked. But Selma Blair was cast instead, and they had recently worked in Cruel Intentions yep, together. Before, yep. Um, so that was really nice. And then Allie Larder uh, wanted to be one of the sorority sisters, which she would have been fabulous at. Mm-hmm. I would have loved it. But she fell in love with Brooke, and I think she does a great job at it. I love Allie Larder. They uh, envisioned, so the screenwriters She was in Final Destination. She was in Final Destination, and Drive Me Crazy, and a couple different movies mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, they envisioned Luke Wilson as they were coming up with Emmett Richmond, um, you know, so for her love interest. They auditioned a bunch of guys. They were like, how about getting Luke Wilson for the Luke Wilson role? You know, so, you know, they had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been fun. So the final product came after like 10 different drafts of the script. So they were working with the writers um, to try to really um, get something that they could shoot. An unused idea for the finished film was having a cameo appearance from Judge Judy in her essay. That would have been super fun. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Oh, it would have been so good. Uh, but Judge Judy takes no shit. She, it would have been so good, but I don't think she really could get on board with it. Mm, so I get sure. it. Alana Ubach suggested instead to cast Witherspoon's then-husband Ryan Phil- Hillipi for a role. Um, 
It didn't work out, though. I'm so proud you said it right. Oh, my God. (laughs) If you were to go back to our Cruel Intentions podcast. Oh, my God. Um, You know, I do appreciate Ryan Phillippe, don't get me wrong, but I I just don't... He wouldn't have been in this movie. He he just wouldn't have worked for this movie. He wouldn't have worked as Warner. It wouldn't have worked. No hate, no shade. It's just... Yeah, he... Matthew Davis... Warner worked with... with, with Matthew Davis, yeah. Uh, so Witherspoon researched the um, character by studying sorority girls on campuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went to dinner with them, joked that she was doing like an anthropological study, and really going into that. You know, just trying to like surround herself with that. Right. So she's kind of like in the know. Yeah. So she's in the know. Um, so the cast and crew did research with like you know the screenwriters. Like I said, went to Stanford Law School for a week during like orientation, trying to figure out you know why would somebody go to law school and what was it really like. Mm-hmm. And I will quote a little interview um, with Reese Witherspoon said in an interview regarding her character she's quoted as saying you see so many beautiful people in this world especially in the world that I live in and a lot of your first instincts is to discount women who put a lot of effort into their looks as maybe not serious about their job or maybe not serious about the relationships I think everyone naturally jumps to those conclusions. I was interested in exploring the difference between the way someone looks and how people perceive them and how they really are. I'm not necessarily perky and bubbly all the time, so it's been a lot of effort to stay up. Um, and the amount of care and energy she puts into a lot of things has been really a challenge for me. And trying to convey that lightness all the time is hard work. Yeah. So that's kind of cool that she said that. Some of the costume design of this movie. So the costume designer, Sophie uh, D. Rakoff, uh, became friends with with a spoon um, bonding over Dolly Parton because she's a southern girl so she just liked each other um, so of course her main color palette was pink uh, the backstory is that Reese and her and maybe the production designers went to sororities they said they needed a signature color and they were like do we really want it to be pink it's so on the nose you know but then they were like oh no it has to be pink right. although and also too so I think Delta New is actually a real like sorority mm-hmm. in there but um not that I'm into fraternities and sororities, but I will give a shout out and anybody who might be listening who might know of the Divine Nine at like the HBCU colleges, those colors for Delta Nu are absolutely AKA colors, Alpha Kappa Alpha. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny that like, you know, yeah, I think Delta Nu is real technically in some way, shape or form, but I do like how they had those colors of like, oh, you could see like a... Like, for a black girl or whatever, you know, who might go to a sorority or HBCU, they're like, oh, those are AKA colors. Like, duh, of course. Like, it's that green and pink kind of yeah. thing. So I was like, oh, I noticed that when I was watching. I was like, I've seen those colors before. That's been a thing I've been yeah. aware of. Witherspoon had 40 different hairstyles for this movie. Um, she did wear a wig for a couple of mm-hmm. them. And from God trivia does. that we just found out, um, again taking it with a grain of salt from what we get online, mm-hmm. um, yes. is, I guess, Reese put it in her contract, but again, this could be, don't quote us unless, you know... Like, yeah, don't quote Reese us, we're not... says, like, yeah. in, in, you know, from her mouth, it's like, hey, I got, apparently in her contract, she got to keep all the... I wouldn't be surprised if clothes, she did. I really would. Or wardrobe, which would be amazing. And um, I have, because, you know, I follow on social media, like Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. and, Things like that. Um, she's like really active on Instagram. Like I do believe, maybe like I, I, I honestly I want to be, I want to say, maybe around twenty twenty with COVID and everybody kind of doing. Remember everybody was doing those reunions mm-hmm. and I don't quote me. I don't know if they did a, a legally bomb one, but they may have. She may have videoed herself and 
had like not saying hey i have all these things but you know mm-hmm. i think she definitely i think like you said maybe, maybe it's not true but it could be that she has it in health that's that's awesome i don't know if she kept all of her clothes but i would be surprised if she kept some of them yeah i would be too yeah I mean, uh, come on now you have to absolutely filming on this film so um both stanford and um usc refused to have the names in their film and they were like no we can't do this although this is set at harvard a lot of these scenes were done at usc ucla um, Caltech uh, and Rose City High School in Pasadena. So, so it was yeah. set on the East Coast, but it was all shot on the West. I think Coast. it was. Yeah, I don't. I think they might have gotten some, like maybe some like aerial shots of her driving, and we'll get into that because oh my god. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, they have that. Oh, do you happen to know? Oh, do you happen to know who choreographed the bend and snap by any chance? Because she is the choreographer of this movie, technically. In the credits and everything. Do you give up? Susan Summers? No. Although, that'd be great, wouldn't it be? Um, no, it was Tony Basil from Mickey. Oh! So she technically... Because she's a choreographer, technically. Okay. Uh, and so she did I, the Mickey like, song. I was like having to try to think of like a woman for choreography. And she literally is in the st- credits as Tony Basil. Like, oh. literally, as the choreographer. There's not much dancing in this movie except for the bend and snaps. That's literally it. But yeah. Um, Also, off topic in a way, you know, just want to shout it out. Um, Matthew Davis, which of course I watched this movie. Mm -hmm. It came out in 2001. I probably watched it back then sometime. I don't have a a real distinct memory of watching it. But I do remember obviously watching it and liking it and all that stuff. And then they have their sequel. Oh, yes, yes. Which there's actually a little part of the. I'll get into it when we get to the, when we get to the little um, part of the plot summary. But anyway, um, as far as Matthew Davis goes, yeah, she, I knew who he was in this movie because, um, you know, it's like he's Warner. But mm-hmm. over quarantine in 2020, I did binge Vampire Diaries. Really? The Vampire Diaries, which my uh, friend Barbie, shout out again, had watched a couple years before. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, what, what, what was else? To, you know, she watched it then. She's like, it's really good. You know, I didn't watch it then. I think back right now, maybe I should have, but, you know, whatever. Um, but I think it was on Netflix, and I binged it, and I'm, like, obsessed over it, and it's like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and he comes in a few episodes into the first season, and, I'm, you know, it didn't, it took me a bit, and then I'm like, okay, because you have all these teenage characters, and this and that, and all the other, and Supernatural, and I'm, like, looking, I'm like, God, he looks familiar. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of took me a second. I'm like, oh my god, that's Warner from Legally Blonde. Yep. So obviously I knew him before this, but like watching Vampire Diaries is just funny how yeah. he's that. I so. knew him. Shout out to Vampire Diaries because I like it. I knew him but. from um, Urban Legends Final Cut because I had seen that before. So he and Jessica Cofield are both in that movie together. Yeah. Um, spoiler, they... Well, spoiler for Urban Legend Final Cut, but um, Jessica Cofield dies. Uh, Sandra and she dies. Matthew Davis, I think, kind of dies. I think kinda so. Dies. Because he plays a, a twin. So his twin apparently oh. um, dies by suicide. And then his. But he comes back as his twin or whatever the you fuck. You know what's weird, though? In fucking Vampire Diaries, he plays like a vampire hunter. So, like, he plays that, right? And then he, like, apparently is in, like. He's used as, like, a body for this other vampire oh, hybrid really? dude, whatever. Then. He's like a vampire hunter and he's killing people. So it's like kind of weird how like he yeah. plays like a twin. He's not playing a twin in this one, but like how they use mm-hmm. him in Vampire Diaries. How they're like, yeah. he's one. He's like one way one time and one way another time. That's like so weird. He's killing people and he's like has to be stopped. And then, and then when he's like not 
you know, when he turns that, it's kind of like Dr. Je- like, um, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Like, Dr. Jekyll, like, is, uh, you know, the crazy one. And, mm-hmm. and then Dr. Hyde, is like, normal, you know, yeah. teacher. He's, you know, he's supposed to be, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a little bit about the production history, though. And then this movie, like, came out and made a buku amount of money, which then made a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um and then, uh, yeah, so you had that, and then, of course, it went on home video, it became popular with the youth then, uh, and I think also, I mean, I definitely think it's very much a female story, which is why I think it resonated with young ladies. I think, uh, back, going back to what I was saying, I think it, as a gay, um, you know, I think it kind of resonates with our community, too, because it is a female story. Um, and it's a female-led story, of course. Mm-hmm. And I think also just, yeah, she finds strength in herself. Also, in a weird way, she's very, um, she's flamboyant. She's over the top, you know? I mean, from, like, when she's crying in the uh, restaurant in the beginning. And, like, she's just flamboyant, kind of over the top. Her right. fashions are really awesome. So I think uh, gay men especially, like, they can kind of um, gravitate to that. Yeah. But then also it's like a nice little feel-good story, too. And it is empowering, and it's nice. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we can talk a little bit about, and we'll get into some other fun facts Sarah might have, but, uh, of course, like, this movie, like, it spawned a sequel. It's on Tubi right now if you want to watch it. I haven't seen it. The sequel's it. on? It is on Tubi. Oh, wow. In a couple, for a couple days. Um, um, and then also I it actually made... watched the second one. It had been years since I watched the second yeah. one, for real. Like... Regina King's in it, I know that. Yes. And Sally Field. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and Paul comes back. And mm-hmm. apparently Emmett's supposed to come back, but I think you only hear about him. He's actually not in it. Which he's in the trailer for it. Which is weird, because he's definitely not in it. That's but so I had, funny. It had been years since I watched it. And, um, like, it had been quite some time since I watched it. I was like, I'm going to watch it again. So I can't remember. I found out something, and I watched it a couple yeah. months ago, actually. Fun. So, I, you know, Illegally Bond is just, I own it. And I don't own yeah. the second one, but I own the first one, um, as it's we know. Important. I it's think, I feel like everyone, every, every, every... DVD or every I'm sorry every movie that I've been on we I definitely have the DVD yeah absolutely for the most part um, <laughs> and um, yeah I watched that one kind of recently because I was like man I was like I kind of remember what happens but I'm like I kind of don't yeah so it was cool yeah and then of course we talk about the musical a little bit they had a whole TV show about trying to search for El Woods I would have to say the first obviously the the first one is better but the yeah. second one is like not bad movie but it's not like, terrible it's just like kind of a misfire yeah. a little bit but yeah. Um, we have the musical, of course, so they had a whole TV show looking for the L Woods. Um, I don't know anything about the, the musical. I'm not diving that into it. Google it if you want to. Was there something on Broadway? Mm-hmm. It was literally on Broadway, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and then, of course, the long-standing conversation of, oh, is there going to be a Legally Blonde 3? To be honest with you... Give up the ghost mama. I don't need a Legally Blonde 3. It's been a little too long. What are they going to do? You know what I mean? It's the same sort of thing I think about with uh, Shout Out Barbie again. Um, but even, like, we talked before about, like, how, you know, Romy Michelle, like, they maybe could have a, like, fun sequel or something. But even, I think Barbie said, and I'm not trying to spill your BT, Barbie, but, like, you know, I she was like, yeah, I don't think they really need to. Like, because I'm like, what the hell else are they going to do? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like... It's been a little too long. Like, it's been... A, what the hell? Like, somebody has... What? Reese has kids now? Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, one of them's going to be a lawyer? I don't fucking know. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Well, here's here's a thought, you know... This is our development. To trademark, 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 copyright, copyright, copyright. Bring, bring Give your movie ideas. Oh, so... No, no, I'm just going to... Just something I just thought of, because I've never really thought of a third one. Like, <laughs> I mean, everybody tries to make, like, thirds of everything and yeah. force and whatever. But, and you, you know, with Hocus her Pocus being... Too. 
It's true. And that was like 25 years later. It's crazy. <laughs> and it was. Okay. Mm. It was okay. Liked Kathy to Jimmy. She was in that Love movie. her. Love okay. it. Great. But yeah, I mean, other than, you know, it was. Anyway. Anyway. Um, that's what Sarah thinks. But what I, what I can, you know, as far as just kind of thinking off the top of my head, with her being with what she had to deal with back in the year 2001 and then they graduated in 2004, I mean, mm-hmm. that was 20 years mm-hmm. ago. Um, they really come back and it's year 2023, 2022, 2023 mm-hmm. year of what we're in right now. Right. Or whatever does get made and it's in the future, you know, it's 20 years later. Um, you know, it would be kind of something they could do where, you know, she had to deal with diversity or not diversity, but um, adversity. Adversity. And so I heard, I remember there's part of it that says diversity in there. Like, yes, yes. when they're doing like, the mission, they're like, oh, there's little diversity, you know. Um, so she definitely had to deal with that. So it's like, you know, um, I feel like sometimes you, whether we grow and we try and change as a, a society. society and public and all that stuff like that, just the things sometimes still stay the same. Um, so, like, she could, you know, help somebody else that maybe is yeah. getting the same way, or she could. One or two things. Could hmm. be a professor. like Sure. Like, you know, that could be like a... She could have her own... Copyright, copyright, trademark, trademark. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, that's a thought. Or she, you know, could be like a big, you know, has her own law Big time lawyer, or a yeah. Big time lawyer, kind of like how Callahan was. Like, he's whatever they called him in the yeah. movie. He's the top, blah, 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 you know. So, you know, I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, and again, there could be obviously a whole storyline, but that could be like what she is, like... You know, it wasn't like she yeah. went, she got down on her luck and is not a lawyer anymore. Like you exactly. know, she made a she either went and had a big old law firm, maybe she went back and was like, yeah. "Hey, I'm gonna teach her." You know, again, would you say trademark, trademark? Yeah, trademark, trademark. trademark don't but, steal you know, ideas. Again, if it happens, it happens. You know, honestly, I'll probably check it out because it's just it's just how I am as a person. To be honest, yeah, I kind of feel that too. And if they were gonna do it, I'm just like, do it fucking now, dude. Right. I know you need money and like a studio to right. do it, but goddamn, you right. know what I mean? Anyway, and we don't we don't we don't want Reese Witherspoon like in her seventies doing it. Exactly. Plus, she's also too busy like producing all the movies and everything like that to him being. Yeah, Reese she's doing um <laughs> the Daisy Jones and the Sixth or whatever. Really. The. It's, it's coming out, like, next week. Cute. Oh, a uh, little off-topic, kind of. Kind of, like, not, like, like um, plugging that, but, like, it kind of looks really good. And What's Daisy Jones? It's Riley Keough. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Elvis's, um, like, granddaughter. Yeah, Lisa Marie, rest in peace, her daughter. Um, mm-hmm. It was in The Lodge, movie. really good uh, horror movie. Yeah, it's really um, creepy. And Sam Claflin. Okay. Who, was, I think if anybody watched this, they'd probably be yelling at me of who he's... He was in something. I think he was in the one movie that was it that had um, Amelia Clark in it. Okay. Um, we got the Google in front of us. Yeah. Wait a minute. Um, he's in it. So anyway, so apparently there's it's supposed to be about a band. He was on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, um, he was in Peaky Blinders. Me without you? No. Uh, hold on. Before you. Last. No, he was in Last Night in Soho. That's fun. Mm. Uh, it was a movie he was in. Yeah, with Amelia every Clark. breath you take. Nope. I'm just looking on like Wikipedia. I Book of Love. Be. No, again, I could be completely wrong right now. And no, you're not. He is a thing. Hold no, on. no, no, I know. I'm just saying, like people probably like he's it. It's this. Yep. Is it's, it a TV show? No, it's a movie. Book of Love, Charlotte, Last Night in Soho, Every Breath You Take, Enola Holmes, Me Before You. I. Uh, oh wait a minute. When was that? Me before. Oh, that was like in 2016. Okay, See, never mind. Cl- Sorry. Okay, he's here. I think I said me before. We're you just idiots. Yeah. Anyway, it's like a love. You know, it's kind of like a whatever. So he's he's in it. So he's so. I I what my understanding is is it they're kind of like a Fleetwood Mac type you know seventies yeah, yeah, yeah. band got real big and all that stuff and then like they were performing at something and they they 
they split up and then yeah. this is I don't know it looks really good I think it's gonna have like a good vibe to it yeah and, cute and she's and executive producing it yeah so there's that I so that. We, we love that Reese Witherspoon is like still yeah still weird, acting weird and, kind of fun little not fun fact or whatever but little off topic because I put Rachel McAdams and Reese Witherspoon in a similar camp sometimes uh-huh. um, and I kind of think it looks really cute have you seen the trailer for Are You There God It's Me Margaret I don't think so. You should watch it. I think it'd be really fun. I don't. You ever read the book? Did you? I don't think so. Yeah, it looks like really fun. It's a book from the seventies. Mm-hmm. I'll trust my mom if she read it. But it's about like a girl who's like, um, her one parent is Jewish, her one parent is like ca- uh, like Catholic or mm-hmm. Christian or something. So she's like kind of dealing with that. So she prays sometimes, yeah. and whatever. But she's also dealing with like it was a book that was very challenged because it talks about like menstruation and how she has to get like pads and oh, wow. things like that. And ooh, back in the seventies, you can't talk about menstruation to young girls. <gasps> Oh my god, you put that in a book? What? How dare you. How dare you? Like, but they're making a movie of it, finally. Wow. And Rich McAdams is in it. She plays the mom. Some girl, um, a nice young lady, is playing Margaret. Right. Kathy Bates is playing her grandmother. Like, it looks kind of fun. It looks kind of lit. I, again, I haven't read the book, okay. but... I don't know. Rachel McAdams and Reese Witherspoon are in the same camp for me a little bit, because they're both good actresses, and I just put them in the same kind of... I haven't I see Rachel McAdams so much now. Yeah, but she's in that now. So we supposed just did the Netflix thing with Ashton Kutcher. I watched it. It was okay. Yeah. Um, Whatever. I mean, I don't want to hate on her like trash it because you know yeah. I like I like them both, but. Um, but yeah, she's, she's still got her stuff fun little fact. Back. So I yesterday when I was watching Lily Blonde. Before that though, I tried watching Just Married, and me and Sarah were texting about it. And girl, you don't need to watch that. I don't think it's that good. I feel like I did watch a little bit of it, but I don't think I ever watched it in full. Yeah, I think you you texted me that, and I was like, okay. I, listen, I love Brittany Murphy so much, and she really does. Oh my god, she's just, girl. She's so good, and she should be a girl. Like, come on, I'm gonna say it. Ashley Kutcher's not that good of an actor. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna fuck. He might have been good as uh, Michael Kelso. or whatever Michael. Kelso, yeah. but besides that, no, I, no, yeah, I, I can't. So anyway, Sarah, do you have some fun facts you'd like to lay upon us Let's before see. we move into a plot summary or anything? Um, the one guy, what's his name? Oh, David. Uh, David? David Kidney? Yeah, David Kidney. He's, kidney, like, the he's, kidney, like, a, your organ? Yeah, or also the guy who helped produce this movie, Rick Kidney. Yeah. It's probably funny. Yeah. Um, his dad was Anthony Parkins. Yes, he was. was. the psycho guy. Psycho guy, and he was also in other things other than Psycho, but... Which I didn't know... Kind of well, undercover gay a little bit. Which I didn't know that the Oz Parkins, I think his name... Osgood, but he uh, he goes Osgood. by Osgood now, but he was known as Oz Parkins. Oh, yeah, well, time. I think in the credits that he shows up as Oz Parkins. Yeah. I, you know, again, I, I read trivia, like, when I watch something or... He's also director more so now, so he did Hansel, okay. Hansel and Gretel, he did The Black Coat's Daughter, he's done a couple horror things, oh, okay. which is really interesting. Um... But you know, I just I saw him in the movie just with the little the. Re- I the, love him, and he looks just cool. like his dad. Yeah. Like he really does look like his dad. Yeah, just crazy. Um, I didn't know that he was that. You know, it's like oh, this is he's so and so's. That's his father. Or he he's it's Percy Anthony mm-hmm. Perkins' sons. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, nope. I think it's. Uh, I mean, as far as like I said with the um, as far as what I said with the. Keeping the wardrobe and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, which was kind of like, okay, yeah, it's cool. But other than that, um, yeah, 
Pretty much. I mean, for the most part, like, this movie, like, I think just has a certain legacy to it, and I really Oh, I'm enjoy. sorry. I did, um... <laughs> oh, she has some other Oh, uh, no, I'll wait till we get to the... To the plot. The little part of it when she comes... It, it's kind of... Actually, there might be one more one more thing I, I want to add before we get into the... Whatever you're doing next. My plot. Your plot. Um, so I just came across this in the trivia. Uh, I'll just do it when she gets... Uh, it's when she's coming to like when she's bringing her stuff into harvard after she oh yeah plot summary gets gets accepted but without further ado though i think the best thing to do in this case would be to move into a plot summary of legally blonde then mm-hmm. so i didn't actually take my notes down of like what the actual plot is of this movie so we're gonna go as beat by beat as we can um i normally have that on my like reminders app or something but i don't have that today because i was busy so i was busy Anyway, so we start off with our opening title where we have uh, a girl from behind who is, like, brushing her hair. We also see a girl uh, riding a bike across the campus. Which the hair is not Reese Witherspoon. It's not Reese Witherspoon. That's very correct. Um, it's a stand-in, you know. So that we hear... That has um, Reese-like hair. Yes, Reese-like hair, yes. Uh, and then we hear Haku's Perfect Day. Yes. Which I always got confused with. I always thought that... And I was, um, there was somebody who on, it was Tatiana from RuPaul's Drag Race, who said something about, like, why did they not just switch these? Do you remember the movie Snow Day from, um, I was just about to say that. I, it's so funny that, like, Perfect Day is on this movie, and then None Other Dumb Blonde is on that movie, but why did they not just switch them, like, to be honest? It was so funny. literally so much sense. Doesn't it? Because... Both are great songs, by the way. Yes. Go look them up. But like, we lo- you know, haiku. Laku- love haiku. Like, haiku. doesn't really do much anymore with music. But whatever. But oh my god, like a snow day would be considered perfect the day. Perfect. It's so good. And then not another dumb blonde is like, hello. Legally- oh my god. I'm just saying, wow. like Tatiana was going somewhere with that. But anyway, really so was. it really was love her. But anyway, no, a DC girl and everything. But uh, yeah, no. So uh, girls driving, you know, riding her bike across campus, and then we just see. I guess we just see, like, some fucking, like, uh, we get intercut with a uh, sorority house, Delta Nu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, also, let me um, say, as I have in my notes, that the little um, cursive writing in the pink. Oh, okay. So cute. Very cute. Very it's cute. in the beginning of the movie, not so much the end of the movie. The end of the movie kind of has, like, the black screen and, like, mm-hmm. pink. It's not this, but it, this cute little credits. Yeah, it's really cute. All that. It's really cute. I really... Um, yeah, so we're kind of like cutting through like the sorority house we end up at. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have like, uh, they're like exercising and then they're like going into the bathroom where you just see and some they have scantily. a car that they're going around. Yes, yeah, they have a car L. that's going around for L and everything like that. They're it. Everyone's really white in this movie. So again, could be a little bit better, but yeah. oh well, it's 2001, unfortunately. But anyway, so, uh, so you have all this going on and it's just like really fun and great. And then we, uh, get introduced to our two friends of Elle, Margot and Serena, played mm-hmm. by Jessica Cofield and Alana Ubach, respectively. And, of course, Jessica Cofield is just, like, I love her walk in this, because she walks up with, like, her hand on her hip or whatever. Yeah. And so they take the card that people have signed for Elle, and they slide it under the door. And that's when we get our intro to Miss Elle Woods, played yep. by the one and only Reese Witherspoon. Yep. And so she has been getting ready. She sees this nice little card um, that her friends gave her. Um, it just says, like, you know, forever, you know, Ellen Warner or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it just says whatever. And so we then get our intro to Bruiser, who is played by little Mooney, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and that's her little dog she has. 
could not have a fucking dog in a college campus, but whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so anyway, her cute little chihuahua, her cute little chihuahua, who is not the Yokero Taco Bell dog. Uh, I think people sometimes think that, but it's not. No. Although apparently they were friends. He and the little dog. They had to stick together. They had to stick together, and also they're all—they're both dead yeah, at this they point. Yeah, they unfortunately have passed. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, but then our next scene so we have. So L is con- well, L is thinking that her date with Warner mm-hmm. is going to uh, end up in a proposal, right? Because we're at a party with uh, her two friends and all that, and be like, "Well, he just had dinner with his grandma. It's not like he should FedEx the uh, six carat diamond or yeah. whatever." And she's just like, oh, okay, so good. You know, all these thoughts are in their head. Like, this is what's happening. Like, yes. they're so, all the sorority they're girls so are so it. excited. Yes. Like, oh, she's going to get married. You know, she's going to get proposed to. Get it's going to be great. All that, yes. So then they're like, you know, uh, what's the one place where we can, you know, get a little bit of, you know, <laughs> what's the one place we need to go? We need to get something great. So they go dress shopping. Mm-hmm. So then they go on to wherever the hell they're going. Yeah. And so we oh, have. And, uh, she, they're like, oh, you know, you need, you should wear your signature color, which mm-hmm. obviously we know is pink. She's trying to give bridal, but not too obvious, yeah. you know. And, and she like has that. this really pretty sparkly, which I was going to put in my pretty notes, sparkly blue thing. But then I was just like, I remember, I'm going to remember the dress, and it was so pretty. Oh my god, it's really. Pretty. And it's funny because it's like it's definitely not like a. Lo- it's not like when you think of Elle Woods, you don't think of that color, but it definitely would have worked. It's if really she pretty wore it. though. But yeah, I'm like, oh, it looks so good. So anyway, good. um, I wrote a little thing down in here. Uh, salesperson bitch. Yeah. As well person so as she's as she's trying on the dress they're talking yeah. and and she was like you know they're going oh you know da, 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 are you sure it's what you want to wear mm-hmm. um they're she, they're like oh maybe you should do red you yeah. know whatever she like confident i don't know the sales lady's like i love a dumb blonde with daddy's plastic yeah and she, she rips the sale well it's, it's actually a sale dress like a one sale dress and i don't know how much she said it was but mm-hmm. still probably was a lot but it was on sale and of course, you know, Miss L. Woods in. is, you know, f- fashion major, so yeah. she's going to know her So fit. she's asking, like, you know, oh, is it like... Uh, so she brings it... it over, and she's like, we just got this in, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, trying to, like, she's like, oh, this... this, this she's, is it low viscosity rayon? And be like, with a double half uh, hem on the whatever hell? And she's like, oh, yes, okay, of course. You remember that, and I just All that kind of shit. And then, um... And then Elle is showing that she's smart because she's just like, it's impossible to do a hem on that rayon because it would stag the fabric. And I just saw it in the Vogue um, last season. Last season. Last so year. if you think you're going to try and give it to me for full price, I'm not your girl. Yeah. Which and this like, that's is. That's right. That's right. And this is why she's a little different than um, Cher because Cher's very naive because she's just been sheltered and rich her whole mm-hmm. life. And not saying that. L wasn't rich. She apparently grew up across the street from, um, you know, Aaron Spelling. Aaron Spelling and in Bel Air. In Bel Air, but it's like she is somebody who, you know, she does have a brain. Like she has a four point right. Like she is kind of smart, you know. And she's showing that. So she's like, okay, girls. Like in a few hours, I'm gonna be Mrs. Uh, Warring Hunter than the third or whatever the fuck. And so then uh, he comes by. So uh, I keep wanting to call him Emmett, but it's not Emmett. It's uh, it's Warner. Warner. He comes over and he was a great A douchebag. Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. He comes in with his, like, sunglasses. Like, and they're, like, you know, they're, like, ooing and eyeing over Oh, my it. God. And she's so... wearing this pink so cute dress pink it's got like black like lines on mm-hmm. it not like a striped dress but yeah. uh you know has her hair down hunter or hunter wow no that's our cousin uh warner is warner. uh played by matthew davis vampire diaries urban uh-huh. Spot cut all that stuff yep. but yeah so they're uh together and everyone's watching them which is really fucking weird yeah um but yeah so they're going out to dinner yep. um so he's taking her out and all that they end up at this restaurant yep. and basically yeah he's like I, you know, she's just like, oh, 
so, so like I said, in her head, in her, she knows she's she like she's gonna get okay. To, and he's like, you know, I'm going to law school because this is when you find out he's going to law school. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first five minutes. Um, he's like, you know, I, I gotta be serious. If I'm gonna be a senator by the time I'm thirty, right. like I need to stop dicking around. And she's like, of course. Like of she's course. just like this is all leading up to like. And she's being gonna... so nice. She's like, you know, I support you in that, and right. you know this kind of stuff. And then this is where you get yeah. the because now I think it means that's why I think L Pooh Bear, and she's like, and they both just say like, I think we need to break up, and then she says, I, I do, and then so she's and she's just like, and she's like. Excuse me? And this is what I love about Reese Witherspoon because she's gone from this girl who is just so, like, uh, all about the material and all about the, like, look or whatever. And it's just that face crack she has. Right. It's so good. And I was like, that's very much Tracy Flick. Yeah. So, like, you know, I was just like, oh, this, this. Right. That's great. And, of course, she's blubbering and crying. Because, oh like, crying. I mean, she's got broken up with in public. Yeah. And she, like, is saying, like... like so these last years that you've been with me, we were just dicking around, and she's saying it all in front yeah. of everybody. It's so oh, and good. then so I, listen, I, listen, I like I like this way. Like, well, I don't like what he said because they broke up with her. But he's, you know, um, he's like my 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 brother just got with a Vanderbilt. Just got with a Vanderbilt, and he was like, "That's the kind of girl I need to be with." And he, she was like, "So you're breaking up with me because I'm too blonde?" And he was like, no. "I need to marry a Jackie." Or not, Jacqueline, not a Marilyn. Yeah, she Jackie O. Yeah, Marilyn, Jackie. Yeah, and she was like, "You break up with me because I'm too blonde." Like, yeah. Or my like, boobs are too big. Yeah. Ugh. Like, and then up. it's just like her scream and wail, just like. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. It's and then so everybody's good. just looking around, like. And then she's just and he's like, like oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, bad salad. Like, uh, yeah. and she's just like, oh, you know what? You are just a great egg, like, whatever. And she walks away. He's like, yeah, go get the car, honey. Yeah. And then it's like, all that. So he is, um, the next scene, the next thing, the next part is is her walking on the sidewalk mm-hmm. and he's, you know, in the convertible and he's exactly. like driving slow next door. Because like, she's just like, it, not into Of course, she's just like, with. you know, tears running down her face and, you know, he just broke up with her and he's like, you know, he's like, let me give you a ride home. She's like, no. 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 And he's like, "You'll ruin your shoes," and she's just like, "Okay, okay." So she gets in, and then gets dropped off. Kind of and then, the shoes. Yeah. So he drops her off when she gets in, and then when she gets in the car, he drops her off, and then yeah, he, he let, just like drives he, away. Yeah, he like lets her like out, and then he, she looks like she wants to say something to him, like, and then he's like, "You're he, he does like, like oh speed God. off, but he like drives off. Yeah, like, literally. Like, make sure she gets okay. No, doesn't say goodnight. No, nothing. Right. I know they just broke up, but, like, goddamn, you couldn't at least right. treat me like a human? Like, are you kidding me? Anyway. So then we move into our next scene, which is the next day, I guess. Or yeah. next... Oh, actually, the next week, because we find this out. And so, Amy, one of the sorority sisters, she's, like, knocks on the door to Elle. She's like, Elle, I'm still trying to get this whole lip liner thing. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, honey, you didn't hear. And the other girl, other sister's like, oh, you didn't hear. Yeah. And so then, like... This is another... This is is another such good scene where it is... um, So you see that Margot and Serena have come to the room Mm -hmm. with, I think, their um, little, um, like, milkshakes or whatever the hell, smoothies, I guess. And so they've come in and be like, you know, Elle's just sitting on the bed eating from her chocolates. She's eating, yep. So she's watching, I think, General Hospital or... I guess, yeah. We'll just say... I I, I don't want to say General Hospital. Insert, Insert soap opera here. Yes. So there's a guy, like this blonde, good-looking yeah. guy on the screen. He's like, you know, he says whatever it is to her, and she's um, laying in bed, you know, you know, all you know, tissues around her, and she's in a breakup, hasn't left very it. relatable, Le- right? 
Exactly. Like, been there, done that. You know, because, let me tell you, uh, you, not saying you haven't experienced a breakup, but, um. Yeah, but you have, definitely. But I have, and then with, you know, with her, with being a a woman, um, and it's not fun being, I mean, either way. Yeah, either way. Either way, like, a woman breaking up with a man, man breaking up with a woman, man, you know, whoever it is. It sucks. It sucks being the one that's being broken up with, so yeah. I've definitely been there before, and it's not a fun feeling. But um, but anyway, so she's laying in bed, you know, she's got tissues around her, she's laying in there, and she's watching it, and then and then she's like eating her chocolates, and she's kind of like eating them, and then she's, and like, then the guy says something. He says yeah. on the TV, he's like, "I love you," and then she just goes, "Liar!" and she just throws liar. the chocolates. She's like, "Liar!" and then she throws the chocolates. Such it's a good so fart. good. Such a good fart. God, it's so, so good. good. Just liar. I love it. And then she's like, "Al, you need to get out. You've been here for a week." Yes, they they. Cause, yeah, I think she does that, and then they come in. Mm-hmm, and then they yeah. come in and all that, yeah. And they bring her, like, here, you know. And here's here's your smoothie and whatever. Be like, what's somewhere that we can go that always makes us feel better? Manicures and pedicures. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where Serena is being shady, because she's talking to the Vietnamese uh, nail tech lady. Uh-huh. And she says that um, she's she ate, like, eight grilled cheese sandwiches. She just shoved them in her mouth. And I felt personally attacked, because I love grilled cheese. Right. And I make so many grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> God damn it. I felt so... So uh, there's hey, nothing wrong. Soup. There is there's nothing wrong with that. eating eight. Well, maybe don't eat all of them right in her mouth. Maybe right. you should, whatever. But I just noticed that line. I was like, wow, rude. Okay, yeah. fine. But it's okay. I love you, Lana Ubak. But yeah, she did that. Yeah. And then she's like, starts like speaking like Vietnamese. She just starts speaking Vietnamese. Right. And she's like, she's never going to get a man without, um, with the way her nails look with those cuticles. Yeah. And then the girl's like, no shit in Vietnamese. Yeah. So, so um, she hasn't conditioned her hair in a week. She's going for the grunge look. Yeah. Serena and um, Margot. Margot are sitting, getting their nails done. And, there's like a waiting area where yes. Reese and this older lady is sitting there. Yes. Like, uh, well, the ones reading, the older lady's reading a magazine. Mm-hmm. And then Reese is just kind of sitting there like, oh, well, you know, she's sitting there like sulking. And then she. No, I think Reese, I think um, uh, Elle is actually reading the magazine and then she sees that. No, uh, no, I think the lady, I think the lady was also reading a magazine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I think so too. But she but was I don't like think she was it. doing it at first and then she picked up a magazine. Yeah. And then she's oh, she like was. looking and she's like, oh. and then she's just like, oh, you know. So she sees a picture of. And she sees a picture of. Warner's brother. Mm-hmm. He would just um, got with the uh, Villander Belt. Villander Belt, yes. I love the old lady because she's like, because pretty much Al is like, you know, this is this is what I need to be. Like, right. you know. She tells the old lady this. The old so lady's lady like, what? Wait, what? I don't know who that is. And yeah. she's like, this is what I need to be. This is what Warner wants. And she's like, what? Practically deformed? Yeah. She's like, no. A law student. And so then, I believe... This uh, old lady's probably like, okay. She's like, okay, girl, all right. But then, so, we then uh, go to the next scene. So now, Elle has it in her mind. All right, I'm going to go to law school. Right. That's what I'm going to do. She, Warner dumped her because she's not smart enough. Smart enough, serious enough. Right, too serious enough. I need to go to law school. I need to make this happen. That'll make me serious, right. Right. So she goes to her nice admission counselor, played by Alice Beasley, who I told Sarah this, but she is actually the... She is an actress from the 80s and stuff, Mm -hmm. but she's also, if you ever watched recess on um abc or disney she's actually the voice back of miss yes back in the day we before we uh started recording we were definitely looking at the one saturday morning um intro and then also the wonderful world of disney intro because we are literally just we're children but anyway so it's fine mm-hmm. and um simpler she's, time, simpler time. she she was actually alice beasley who plays this admission counselor she's actually the voice of miss grokey from recess which was kind of fun you can definitely tell she's the teacher yeah and so she's like harvard law and she's like, yeah. And she's like, but that's a top three school. And she's like, oh, I have a 4.0. But then 
And she's like, yes, but your uh, major is in fashion merchandising. Which, fun little fact, law schools do not care what you major in. Most of them, like, have political science majors, history majors, whatever the fuck. So actually having somebody who comes from a little more of a creative background is not a bad thing in case you want to go to law school. But anyway, so there's that. Just so you know. Just so you know. But pretty much, like, we don't actually get the name of this lady, but, like, pretty much... You know who also could have been a fabulous uh, person to play this? Who? Dee Dee Khan from Greece. I can see that. I can see it too. And, don't and you kind think? Of playing into the, well, not high school, but like into the kind of like the schooling. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Because she's a beauty school dropout. So good. It'd be so fun. Oh my god! Yeah, that, that would have been great. I'm just saying she, it would have worked for her. I love work. this, but like Didi Kong, you could have done great. Maybe, maybe, maybe it wasn't her schedule. Maybe it was in her schedule, but I would have loved you her in there. Know. It would be great. I get it. I she would have been. Cool. She would have worked because they had like the funny voice and like all that. It would have been great. But anyway, so pretty much this admission counselor is saying, "All right, like if this is what you want to do," she's like, "What are your backups?" And she's like, "No, I'm going to Harvard Law." And so you know what? She's a girl after her own dream. Okay. She's like, so I'm she, going to Harvard Law, and it's going to happen. Yeah. So of course she doesn't tell her that she's like chasing her ex boyfriend, but whatever. So she says, "All right, I well, I'm chasing after my ex." Yeah. Exactly. But she's like, "All right, well, if you're going to do this, you need excellent recommendations from your professors. Mm-hmm. Should be like a strong admission essay mm-hmm. and at least a 175 on your LSATs, which right. is the." As Katya from Drag Race said, it's not uh, learning things and stuff, which I wish it was, but it's the law school admission test. Uh-huh. So she's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do this. All right. So then, if I'm not mistaken, I think the next scene after this is where she is reading in her room, if I'm yes. not mistaken, um, and she's like, has all this stuff on the floor with her and she's like reading it. This is where I love where the friends walk by the <laughs> door and this is Jessica Cofield. Where are you, girl? I love you and I think you're so funny. So they're walking by the door and Margo's like, I have a really high metabolism. I, I really high metabolism. And then Serena's just like, it's metabolism. And then they just look at Elle. And, like, just that stupid, like, improv. She has all so these good. books around her. Yeah, so they're just like, what are you doing? And you're like, girl, I'm reading up on the LSAT. And she's like, oh, my cousin had that, you know, it's like, and whatever. And she's like, it's an exam, guys. <laughs> Girls, I'm going to law school. And then they're like, like, on vacay? Let's all go. Road trip. <laughs> Dingbats. Idiots. I love them. They're the best, they're one of the best parts, honestly. But anyway, so they're like, no, like, I'm going to Harvard Law School. She's like, why? Like, but why? Um, And so they're like, she's pretty much just saying like, well, Warner's there and like, da-da-da-da, whatever, whatever. I love Serena who just says like, Elle, I know you're kind of broken up about this whole thing, but can't you just take a Percocet? Like, it's just so good. (laughs) Also, a little fun fact, if you don't already know, Alana Ubach and Reese Witherspoon were both in Freeway together. Freeway has come up on a bunch of these episodes, by the way. I'm going to cover it at some point. It's a fucked up movie, but they were both on there. Um, But yeah. I feel like that movie and this movie are like... Completely different. But they're like, okay, you know what, like, but we're going to support you where you're friends and all that. So, uh, Margot gives her uh, her lucky scrunchie, you're going to need this. Be like, it's my lucky scrunchie. It helped me pass Spanish. And then Serena's all like, you passed Spanish because you gave Professor Montoya's a lap dance. And then she says, yeah, luckily. <laughs> and yeah, don't do that with your professors. But okay, whatever. It's a different time. <laughs> anyway, so okay. So we're... All right, so that happens. If I'm not mistaken, we then have a whole montage of her preparing for the LSAT, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. It's a little... 
couple yeah. scenes so where... it's like different scenes where like for example like she is um trying to read up on like how to pass this exam she's doing these different logic questions things like that so, like she sees these guys from a frat who like you know are like Delta New we love you and then the one girl who's like helping her study she's like no 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 she's like go back to this right and so she's trying to do her LSAT. She gets like a 143 on it. And then she's trying to get better at it. And they're just like, oh, okay, girl. And then I think there's some other like random scenes. Like I think they go to a salon, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But anyway, so the basic idea is that she's trying to like work towards, you know, this is before her video essay. Or actually, if I'm not mistaken, um, this is well, the part, a part where it. she's getting her... They're getting, like, their hair done, and or they're under, like, the, the dryer, mm-hmm. like, the big, you know, circle bowl things. And then Bruiser's got, like, little... little, little oh, clothes. yeah. Oh, plus, also, this also begins, so this montage does also begin the actual video essay that she sends in. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, because beforehand, you know, she goes to her parents, she's like, Harvard Law School? Mm-hmm. And then they like, she's and in the pool like, and all that. Her mom's like, oh, she was like, why do you want to go to Harvard Law School? And then his dad's like... That's for boring, ugly boring people. Other people. Like you were a Miss Tropicana, Miss yeah. Hawaiian Tropicana, or whatever the fuck. Uh, but yeah, so that's what starts it, is that we see that there is this um, uh, video yeah, essay. Well, that's not part of the thing, but she's in there. I guess, like, her parents had, like, sure, yeah. a, a neat, nice house and a pool. And she's like, you can see, because she's, like, in the pool, but she's, like, she kind of has, like, her elbows on the side. Mm-hmm. You see a really pretty sparkly bathing suit, which it's comes pretty. into play. Yeah. And I do have that noted in my notes that... Love her sparkly bathing suits. Yeah. But then we see that this video essay is... even pink and green. We do. But we see this video essay for Harvard where it's also with this montage of like mm-hmm. her preparing for it because then it's like, okay, cool. So we see that she like commands the attention of a room by like being the president of Delta Nu. She can recall hundreds of, you know, important facts. And then like Margo's just like on a pool floaty and she's like, hey, Elle, do you remember what happened on Days of Our Lives yesterday? Why, yes, I do, Margo. And it's like so fun. Um, you know, in the beginning, the beginning part of it's like the sh- the Charmin toilet paper, and they want to do generic. She was yeah. like, oh, all I- in favor, you know, all opposed say aye, yeah. aye. And then she's walking, and then she was like, I used. I'm comfortable legal. using legal jargon in everyday situations. So many wolf whistles, and she's like, I object. And then she just goes <laughs> and like walks. It's so funny and stupid. <laughs> then we see her actually take her LSAT exam. Right. Um, so we see that she's like there taking the LSAT, all that stuff. She's studied, 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 mm-hmm. and then all of this. And then we have all that. And then we get the end of her, um, video essay. We get the end of it where we then are at Harvard with these admissions counselors and all mm-hmm. that. And then it's weird because a, it's just like you, unless you go to Goucher college, like I went to, and you could do a video essay. Uh, generally you don't do video essays, but Hey, why not? This is right. what she did. And she apparently had uh, a Coppola like help do it for her, which is really funny. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, but like, well, she does have a 4.0 from, you know, wherever the hell and whatever in fashion merchandise. And she like, obviously she's, you know, business pursuits or whatever. She was in a Ricky Martin video. Obviously she cares about music, you know, uh, or whatever the hell they're talking about her. And then you're just like, Elle Woods, hmm, welcome to Harvard. Like, they just decide, they're like, I guess we'll they're take her, why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so then I believe we then um, get the whole thing of, like, her getting her acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the stuff comes there. Or actually, no, sorry, I'm, we're so stupid. Oh, my God. That was when she got her LSAT scores. That's what was happens, that she able... 
she got her LSAT scores before that happened, I think. But yeah, so like, you know, they're all like excited about her LSAT scores because she got 179, which is like literally almost impossible. Um, but she, you know, worked really hard. But then we find out she actually got accepted to law school. So that's what happens with yeah. that. So yeah. And oh, so this is what had happened. The law school uh, accepts her. And then we go into a uh, like aerial shot of like her driving to Harvard, technically. Yeah. Which, by the way, okay, you're coming from California. You're going all the way to, if I'm not mistaken, Massachusetts or one of those places, Connecticut, wherever the hell Harvard is, apparently. You're driving all that fucking way, my guy, like, my girl. Like, really? That's a long-ass way. My guy, with a dog? Like, really? Anyway. I was like, damn. Okay, girl. Good for you. But anyway, so she's driving over to Harvard, and she's, you know, coming to the East Coast. Okay, I just remember two of my... And they actually will play two together when I do my, my little sure. tidbits, because I just remembered it. <laughs> and the other part is this coming up, because she's driving into Harvard. Right. Yeah. So you see a moving truck. Well, yes. you see her... No, you see her driving her Driving and the moving truck's behind her. And the moving truck's behind her. So then, you see... It's kind of funny when you think about it, because, you know, California, you think, is bright and colorful and what have you. Yeah. And then, you know, you get to law school, you know... Um, Harvard. Harvard. And it's all, like... It's not dreary or anything like that, but it's definitely, like, darker looking. Right. Like, everybody's wearing gray, black, brown, mm-hmm. tan. Like, very just, like... Um, well, it's in Massachusetts. Right, right. So, it's, you know, it's definitely not... Like, she, she's kind of, like, a fish out of water. There, yeah, she's out of her element, yeah. Out of her element. Like, she comes in and she has, like, all this stuff and... And then she's in this pink. So, anyway, two things. So, the I was just, I just saw this in the, um, in the trivia and I, I was like, oh, I was like, wow. So, it says, when she's arriving... For the first time at Harvard, in her hot pink outfit and convertible, somebody condescendingly refers to her as, Hey, Malibu. Oh, look, it's Malibu Barbie. Mm-hmm. And as she steps onto the campus. And it says Mattel, the who created the Barbie. Barbie, yeah. Um, later released a promotional, which I didn't know this, released a promotional Legally Blonde themed Barbie doll for the release of the second Legally Blonde team, oh, Red, fun. White, and Blonde. Uh, which came out two years later, 2003, which is uh, 20 years from now. Yeah, I know. Or 20 years insane? ago. Uh, this movie is off... Oh, sorry. This movie This movie is also often referred to by fans and audiences as an unofficial live-action adaptation of Barbie as well, which I've never saw and thought, thought of it like that, but there is actually a Barbie, like, literally, like, a Barbie live-action yeah. movie that's being made with, like, Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Robbie with Greta Gerwig, yeah. Yeah, so that'd be interesting. Anyway, so, um, I just thought that was funny how, uh, I didn't know about this Barbie, like... Yeah thing that came out um Cute. and then the other thing i was wanted to say which actually kind of ties into it because there's kind of like a little scene in it the ariana grande singer ariana grande mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. this uh well she it wasn't just on this one it was she, thank you next thank you next was her song that came out which is a I it's mean, a really good song it's an earworm i mean it's it's good it came out a couple years ago and um and so the song came out and then a music video came out later mm-hmm. And she uh, parodies... Well, homages. Homages, parodies, um, I guess, yeah, homages, uh, these... these, these uh, Teen movies. Teen movies that... Mean Girls, 13 Going on 30. This one. Legally Blonde. Blonde. Something like that. Anyway, it, it's good. Like, I, I absolutely love it. Like, when I saw that, I was like, this is, like, such a good video. Like, I yeah. absolutely love it. But anyway, what, why I said that is because um, there's a part where... Um, it comes on a little bit later on in the movie, like we're almost there, but I say it because of her showing up. She 
she's on like a lawn chair and like mm-hmm. where the football field is. Yeah, yeah. Or like the sports field is, and she's like wearing her sunglasses, and and so. Elle does that in this movie, and then Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande pays homage to it, and she does like the same thing. So and funny. you're like, hey. And the other thing she does, I I thought I knew I was missing it. She does a part where she's doing the treadmill. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. also she's like she's like you know she's singing the song, and then she's um singing part of the song in the in the music video, mm-hmm. and she's running on the treadmill, and that's like another thing. So funny. It. So it's because Ariana Grande is like my age, so like you yeah. know very much she grew up with these movies, just like you know any other girl does. Yeah. Uh, so funny, but yeah, so she's at Harvard. It's all really cute and wonderful. Love it. Such a fan. I'm trying to find out what else she would have like. Um, I thought there was one other thing in there that I can't remember, but that is that is so video. good. This is the Legally Blonde because. When that came out, I was like, oh my god, these are like all these... I like, I love all these movies she's referencing in this. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the actual like video or whatever, but I'm so surprised I can't find it. Or, wait, no, sorry. It's the literal thank you next music video. Wait, wait, wait. This is important for the pod, I promise. Bring It On. She does Bring It On on there, too. That's what it was. Okay, I remember. Mm-hmm. She does. It says, the cult classics Bring It she On. Has that one, um, she has that one um, Miranda Sings. Oh, yeah, Miranda Sings. She um, was uh, Colleen Ballinger. She was pregnant in it and in, in in the in that video mm-hmm. and i remember that part yes bring it on okay very good that very was gonna funny. bother me very funny and also like jonathan bennett his gay self is in it so because really don't they do, don't they do like the toothbrush sheen yeah i think they do yeah yeah so. yeah shout out to that That's- shout out to ariana grande come on the show um anyway so uh they're at harvard and so she goes up to like everyone's looking at her all weird yeah and because and then she, she's like, yeah, it's like, she's like, Bruce, you look parched. And she takes this little, it gives her like, a mini pool looking like, um, what do dog, you call bowl. It? dog bowl, but it's like a, what do you call those? The like an inflatable, inflatable pool, or dog pool. And she puts Evian, 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 she which is nice, fell backwards. Anyway, yeah. uh, shout out to reality bites. But anyway, so, uh, so that she goes in and you see that she's nice to everybody. We'll yeah. get to just how she's nice to literally everybody. Yeah. But anyway, so everyone's looking at her a little weird. She then goes to check in for orientation where she uh, is talking to the guy who's doing it. And, uh, you know, how like, oh, my social events calendar is missing. And she's just like. He's just like looking at her. Wait, what? Okay. Um, you know, all this. Be like, well, maybe you need to check with the, you know, activities director on the Lido deck or whatever. Because he's just like, dude, I'm just like a, a law student. Like, I don't right. care. But anyway, so um, she's asking, like, did Warner, Warner Huntington Huntington the third. third? Did he check in yet? And she, he's like, no, you know, maybe you should check with the cruise director on the Lido deck or whatever. She's just like, okay, okay. Uh, or whatever. So, you know, East Coast people are maybe a little, have a little more of an edge than she's yeah. used to. I don't know. But then we get our intro to our little orientation group, so which is led by uh, undisclosed dude. He doesn't have a name, but he is the same guy who is Aaron from Bring It On, who is now I since think Seth's passed away, but um, he plays that in an uncredited role. Is he the guy that's like, this is our group, and he's talking? Yeah, like he's the one where like they're on the grass yeah. and they're doing their little intros, and he's the one who is like. Intruding on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's him. So then we meet David Kidney, played by Alice Perkins, who says he has a PhD. He was deworming kids in Somalia or whatever the hell. (laughs) We then have um, Eden Wexler, played by uh, Meredith Scott Lynn, who apparently was like friends with like Jennifer Aniston back in the day and like all that. She is Eden Wexler. She's very coded as queer. 
Uh, she literally says she did uh, single-handedly um, spearhead the campaign for lesbians against drunk driving. Mm-hmm. I love that. She has a PhD in women's studies focused on the history of combat. And we have some guy, I don't remember his name. He is just some douchebag who said that um, it's to be it's stated or it's... Um, Talk about Stephen Hawking. It's something about Stephen Hawking, how like Stephen Hawking took his like theories from time or whatever. He got it from his fourth grade paper. Just some asshole yeah. thing. Uh pretentious. And then Elle Woods does hers. She's like, This is, you know, I'm Elle Woods and this is Bruiser Woods. And, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in fashion and merchandising. She's like, we're both Gemini vegetarians. Love that. I'm not a vegetarian, but I'm a Gemini too. Hey girl. Uh, and she's actually not a vet. Uh, also, happy early birthday to uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yes. This is uh, this was supposed to come out on the twenty second, which is her birthday. Which is her birthday. Uh, it was supposed to, but oops, I didn't realize it. I made a mistake, so it's going to come out a week before. But happy early birthday, Reese. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so um, yeah, but she's just like being all nice. She says that she saw Cameron Diaz at Fred Siegel, and she talked her out of getting a Sangora sweater. It's like so silly. She was like. Whoever said orange is the new pink is seriously deranged. Seriously disturbed. Oh, seriously disturbed. Sorry. Something like that, yeah. Anyway, so then we have uh, Elle, who is getting ready for her first day of class uh-huh. next. So that's the interesting thing, I think, about this movie, is that Elle is so about looks. So she's very much about like her looks, looking good. She wants to look good for her date. She wants to just appear, mm-hmm. you know on the outside right and even in this scene it shows that she's, she's like she's got her hair up yeah she's got glasses on mm-hmm. and her like little outfit or whatever yeah. so she wants to look like a serious law student right so that's what it is is like that's why i think she's a little itty bit similar to like maybe like share yeah um because so much about like her is about the look right yeah so she's walking through and she's being nice to everybody she's saying everyone's looking at her weird like there's no way she could have gotten in uh, on her own and she's like not even thinking about any of that she's just like hi hey you know she's just being nice to everyone she then sees warner in the hallway mm-hmm. so she's like okay i have my bad bitch moment so then she walks past him and he's just like l he's like l and she's like, oh, Warner, I forgot you go here. And he's like, are you here to see me? And she's like, no, I go here. And she's like, he's like, you got into Harvard Law. And she's like, yeah, what? like, it's hard. What? Like, it's hard? Yeah. And so they have their little... He's just like, okay. okay. Um, not thinking, like, what the fuck? What the hell? Anyway, so then... He's dumbfounded. He's, like, dumbfounded. And she's like, I gotta get to class, but, you know, like, we'll we'll meet up after lunch, you know, after the benches or whatever. So they go to, um, she goes to her first class where she has everyone, you know, everyone's in there and we get our intro to Professor Stromwell played by Holland Taylor and she is doing, um, the, in, you know, she's entering this class mm-hmm. where she has this quote, uh, the law is, uh, reason free from, um, whatever the hell, I don't remember what Which it was. I also have noticed that, like, you see everybody with laptops and then you see Elle, like... With her little notepad. Just notepad, like, no, no, um... No, um, laptop. Yeah, no laptop. And so there, so she's there, and Stromwell's there, and Stromwell is just like talking about all this. You know, she has this quote on the board. She asks David, like, "Do you know who said this?" And she was like, it's, "He's like, it's Aristotle." And he's like, "She's like, will you be willing to bet your life on it?" And he's like, "I think so." And then she asks, "Are you willing to bet his life on it?" And she like. Smacks the kid in the, the head with the pen. Pencil. And he was like, ow. Ow. 
be like, yes. And he like, he's like, well, no, he says, I don't know. Yeah. And then she's like, I would hope that, you know, you should know before you say that. Right. Or whatever. And she's like, and it was Aristotle. So, um, like, oh, okay. okay, good. Um, so then, you know, everyone's passing around, like, you know, where they're sitting and all that, because they're going to be sitting there in the next nine months. And so she comes up to Elle and is all like, so she talks about, like, okay, I'm assuming you all read page one to 45 and are now versed on subject matter jurisdiction. And then she's like, wait, what? And so then, like, uh, Stromwell goes up to Elle and she's like, Miss Elwoods. And she's like, um, hi. I actually wasn't aware that we had an assignment. <laughs> and so then um, the Ed Stromwell says, Vivian Kensington, do you think it is, do you think it's reasonable that, you know, Miss Woods is not prepared for class? And then Vivian, who's played by Summer Blair, she says, no, I don't. And then Stromwell says, like, do you think, do you support my decision in having her leave uh, the class until she is prepared? And she says, yes, yes, I do. And so she pretty much kicks her out of class because she isn't prepared and she'd come back prepared, which Sarah did not go to college in particular. I went to college at least once and I did have this happen in a class one time before I was in a theater class and we had it was like a drama literature class or whatever. And I remember I came there in the morning and I had read the uh, chapter we had to read, but because we were doing a theater show, other people in my class had not done the reading. It was a small class, too. It was like maybe seven or eight people. I went to small school, y'all. But anyway, so like we were in this class together for dramatic literature. And I remember my my teacher, who was a PhD, really nice lady. I loved her. But like she literally kicked these kids out of class because they hadn't done the reading. Really? Yes. And it was me and like two other people in the class who had done the reading. And we were just talking about it. She had kicked the other ones out because she literally was like, if you're not prepared, like I can't have you in my class. Like, I'm sorry. So that did happen at least one time that I remember. Uh, Hopefully, you know, if you, if you weren't prepared, just fucking sit in the back and like try whatever. Anyway, so then Elle is, like, heartbroken, and she's, like, you know, gone out to, like, the benches where she was going to meet Warner, and she comes across Emmett. Emmett's just sitting there, you know, and he's played by um, Luke Wilson, and, you know, she's just like, ugh. She's like, do they just, like, put you on the spot all the time? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you have Stromwell, don't you? <laughs> like, he literally says, he's like, yeah, sometimes that happens. And she's like, you know, he's he's pretty much telling her, like, you know, with Stromwell, like, do the reading, like, da-da-da-da, all this. And she, he's like, who else do you have? He, he's, she's like, I have Callahan, this guy, and this guy. Be like, hey, Callahan, speak up in class. Like, he likes people who are engaged. Uh, with this guy, get a seat in the back because he tends to, like, spit when he talks about this. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, you this guy, use the footnotes because that's where he gets a lot of his exam mm. questions from. And she's like, wow. I'm, like, really glad I got to meet you. And it's, like, really nice because it's somebody else who's nice because everyone else has been a dick to her. Right. You know, so... And then Warner comes And then Warner comes and he's like, how was your first class, hon? And be like, oh, it was good except this horrible preppy girl, like, tried to make me look bad in front of the professor. But now you're here. You know, how are you doing? And so then, guess what? That uh, horrible preppy girl comes right up to Warner because we find out that this is actually now his new fiance. Vivian Kensington. Vivian Kensington the third, or whatever the fuck. And so they had dated in prep school and they got back together for the grandmother's birthday, which means technically whenever, like, fucking his grandma was in town or whatever, he must have already had known that. And that's why he broke up with her. Uh-huh. 
So I was and like, uh-huh. you see her come up to him, and then she has like the six carat Harry Winston mm-hmm. on her hand, and she's just like, "I'm sorry, I just hallucinated." Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. She was like, "I'm sorry, I just hallucinated." What? It's so good. Okay, so then, oh my god, Elle is just like broken and heartbroken, and so she has to drive her Porsche <laughs> just through the street, and so then um, she's like. She's just, like, crying, crying, and then she finds that the one place she can go to is the nail salon. Mm-hmm. So she, like, does a U-turn real quick, and then she parks on the street, and then I love how we also see, like, the aftermath of whatever the fuck she just caused. And yeah. so then she, like, goes in, and she goes up to uh, the open seat uh, of our girl Paulette Bonifante, played by the one and only Jennifer Coolidge, White Lotus, American Pie. Yep. Everything. Love her. Um... God, yeah, I'm so happy for her that she's like, I need to watch White Lotus, I know, but I, I will. Yeah. But anyway, so she goes up and she's all like, you know, it's an emergency. And she's, she's like, free. bad day. So you can't even imagine. And so she talks about pretty much how like, you know, I just wish I never went to law school. And, you know, she talks about like, you know, what's been going on. And you can only imagine the like, you know, Paulette's just like, yeah, is it hard being in law school? Oh, is that hard that you get to go to like be in law school and be all privileged? That's great. Well, she's just like a townie who's like in Massachusetts. And so like, you know, you have that. Um, and so she talks about how like, you know, I was my, my guy eight years and, you know, then one day it's just move out, you know, and he followed his pecker on the greener pastures and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so, you know, talking a little bit about, you have anything to add to that? So she's like, so she's saying that she's like, oh, you know, I'm with my guy this long, and and then he does that, and she was like, and he took my, and then he has my poor baby Rufus, which is like this, is it bulldog? It's a pit bull, I think. No, it's a bulldog. It's a bulldog, yeah. It's not a pit bull, yeah. And she's just like, oh, she's like, no. So so Elle's got like her hand like in the dish or whatever, and um, and then she was like, she's you know he's he's got this new girl because you know Vivian Kennedy, and she was like, she called me out in class. She, mm-hmm. she, she's just she's just so rude, and she was like. And she was like, well, she's pretty as you. And she said she could use some serious highlights and she's whatever. Like, she was like, she's not completely unfortunate. Looking, yeah, exactly. Which me and Barbie say a lot for some things. <laughs> but anyway, so she's like, she was like, well, like actually after Paulette was talking about like, you know, being dumped or whatever, she was like, all I got is stretch marks and a fat ass. Yeah, all I got is stretch marks and a fat ass. Fat ass. Um, so, so she's good. like, yeah, she's not completely unfortunate looking um, as, you know, she's like gonna do her her you know while she's sitting there talking to her like her personality is not nice and not not pretty mm-hmm. but you know whatever so then in walks the ups guy yes somewhere bruce in the, thomas yeah yeah in the in the uh, or is it ups or fedex it's like ups yeah. guy well, yeah i think FedEx he's in brown so he walks in he was he was like um morning ladies morning ladies and he's like dropping off something and then he like says hi to her or something like that and she's, yeah. Like, yeah. And she's like smiling like all like funny like all excitedly it just was funny. Like it's just funny, yeah. But then she's all like, you know, well, you know, if if you can't keep a guy, then there's no hope for the rest of us. Right. But you know what? Steal the bastard back. She's like steal the bastard back. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, okay. I also like how she says, like, what does this Vivian got that you don't have? Three tits. Or yeah, it's just so funny. But this is pretty much where we get the idea that like, okay, I guess I'm gonna like steal him back or whatever. Now you're gonna have to help me remember what happens exactly after this because I don't completely remember. But what? like. Okay, so she leaves the nail salon, obviously. Right. She finishes up there. Yeah. I would think she then goes back to her room, I believe, 
if I'm not mistaken, she goes back to school. And if I'm not mistaken, she goes, if she gets her nails done, she goes back to her school. And if I'm not mistaken, she goes after getting a shower or whatever, she then comes back into her room and she either calls or gets a call from her friends back home. I think she calls them. I think she calls them. Because her, she has her like furry little pink phone. I'm like, that's cute. Exactly. Yes. And so we find out that Margot's getting married. Apparently that's what they're doing when they call her. And then... I don't know what Serena's doing. They find out something about her or whatever as well. But they're asking, like, you know, how's it going? Like, you know, did you and get Serena's Warner like, back I yet? Got bangs. Oh yeah, you got bangs. Yeah, that's what it was. And so, like, you know, I'm so, so now. And so then um, they're asking, like, you know, did you get the ring yet? And she's like, oh, almost. And yeah. she's like, I but get really, you know, anything. she's like, yeah, yeah, it's not good. Like, law school's not good. Warner's yeah. not good. Vivian's yeah. not good. like. It's, it's all everything's, bad. Everything's bad. <laughs> yeah, but she's not telling anybody that. Yeah. So then, you know, she's doing that after she has her nice and little And her door's like semi kind of open so yeah. she can hear. So then she finds out. So then we see that uh, Vivian and her friend, I don't know who her friend's played by, but her friend's there and they're inviting these guys out to this party. Now we're to assume, I don't know when this is, maybe October-ish, it's fall-ish, if you will. Because then, anyway, so, you know, she's like, is somebody here actually having a party? Um, and she sees it's Vivian, and she's just like, yeah, but, you know, it's a costume party. You probably wouldn't want to go. And then Elle's just like, I love costume parties. And she's like, oh, well, then we'll see you there right then. Oh, here's the address, and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. I feel like there's a part in there. Not, not so much we, pissed, we missed the part, but I think when she got into law school, she was trying to fit in. And yeah. she wanted to join their group. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Either this happens before that, so we might have also missed that a little bit, but there is a point where, yeah, at the library, she brings them sustenance, brings them bread, and, of course, Vivian's like, "Mm -mm," like, we're already full. can I I join your study room? Yeah. No. Yeah. But this is also just showing that, like, she's being nice to everybody, because she's just like, oh, I guess I'll go. He's like, no. She's like, oh, I guess I'll go then. And then Enid, with her group, she's like, maybe there's, like, a thing you can do, like, you know, making fun of her a little bit. She's like, you know what, if you at least came to a rush, I would have at least talked to you. Right. And then she's I think it's just, like, in the part where she's just, like, being, like... Yeah, no, I think it even came before this, but, like, yeah. Everyone's just not being nice to her. Everyone's not being nice to her and, like, all this. And But, yeah, you're right. This happens before the whole costume party. Because the costume party's a thing. And Emmett is, like, the the only nice one. The only nice one. But Enid even like you know is that before you would like vote me out and then call me a d word behind my back right. and she's like i don't use that language you must have heard that from vivian Ooh, so like vivian's like she's just like being nice to everyone right and, and yeah it, anyway so there's back that to the whole, back, back to the back, back to the, the party. party back to the party yeah back to the party so she's she like, gets invited and then she was exactly. like yeah she was like it's a costume party yeah and so her friend gives her a look like she loves costume parties and so then she gives her the address yeah gives her the address she comes to the party we see her she's in this um, bunny outfit playboy bunny playboy bunny outfit pretty much and so she walks up to this and you see her going in the party it's just like a normal ass party they're playing foosball um, they're drinking like some champagne or whatever the hell and then you know she realizes that like oh nobody else is in costume costume but she smiles and she's just like hey like again she makes the 
best out of everything. And so you have this, and then she walks right up to Vivian and her friend, and she's like, thanks for inviting me, girls. This party is super fun. And so then she, like, uh, Vivian spits out her champagne or whatever. She's like, nice outfit. And she's like, oh, I like yours too. Except when I dress as a frigid bitch, I try not to look so constipated. Yeah. So good. So good. And also, honestly, like, I dressed appropriately, bitch. I don't know what you squares are doing. Like, what the fuck? Right. And then Warner is in there. Like, I think Warner is talking. Warning is talking to Eden. About something earlier we talked about how, like, Enid's all about, like, trying to change the term from semester and to the winter Ovester. Yeah. Which is... As we mentioned earlier, that was something that literally Amanda Brown, who wrote the book, apparently had happened at Stanford from one of her, like, very uber-feminist, like, um, or one of her co- uh, classmates. But anyway, so um, they're talking, and, you know, so Ellen and him are now talking or whatever. So they're talking, talking. It's funny because he's like... Like, what is, like, what, what something happens, because he's, like... He's saying something about, like, you know, oh, I have these case studies and these dip, whatever the hell. Yeah, but, like, this. he's also, like, admiring that, like, she looks really cute. She looks really cute. And she he's, looks like, really got good. his hands on her, like, he's got, like, his hands on yeah. her hips. I'm, like, ma'am, you are a... It, it, ma'am. I'm, I'm sir, like, sir, you are, you are uh, engaged. Yeah, but, okay. exactly. But, so he's this piece of shit. And so, anyway, we do see, like, you know... Elle is all like, you know, yeah, I can't imagine, like, doing all this and doing Callahan's internship next month, or next year. And then he says, he's like, oh, like, you know, you're not, you won't have the grades to qualify for that. You're just not smart enough, sweetie. And this is where, fucking misogynist, by the way. Fuck, fuck him. Like, literally be, because she even calls him out. She even says, like, I'm sorry, am I on glue? Like, are we not going to the same school? We are we not doing school, the right? same classes? Like, are you kidding me? Right. Like, we're literally in Callahan's class. I, he, we might have seen a scene with Callahan's class at some point or something. I don't remember. Yeah. But we see Callahan played by Victor Garber. Oh, wait a minute. That was another thing before the costume party. We had a scene there where they're in Professor Callahan's class. They're all there together. And this is where he asks, like, Miss Woods, would you rather have a client who is whatever whatever or whatever whatever and she's like neither i'd rather have one that is innocent and everyone laughs at her even though i think that's a good answer but the one is like vivian answers and she's like you know um i'd rather have this because you know this would be a regulatory infraction as opposed to a violent crime right and then l's all like you know actually i changed my answer i want the dangerous one because i'm not afraid of a challenge because this is stealing the bastard back but anyway, so we get to this. But also, like, fuck you guys. For being also, fuck you guys. And so this is the turning point, I think, for kind of like how Cher has her turning point where she realizes, like, I'm to- totally clueless. Right. This is her turning point where, like, Elle is just like, I'm never going to be good enough for you, am I? And it's all of this, and that's what I love about this movie, yeah. is that it literally, everything before this is, like, her, her looking trying to be the best she's like i want to look like a serious law student i'm trying to look good for this person i'm it's all about the looks yeah. and like all that and even though you are smart like it's all about this and when it really just comes out with the fact that this ex-boyfriend of yours is saying oh you're you're never gonna get that you're not smart enough sweetie and she's just like are you fucking kidding me right like so i'm, I'm never, never gonna be good enough for yeah, you am i like, what's, what's the point what's the point yeah. like wh- are you kidding me and she even said she's like I'll show you how valuable Elle Woods is. And then she goes to the store and buys the... Buys her laptop. The cute, Apple Clear laptop. The, the clamshell book. Yeah, the clamshell book. I, well, I didn't know that's what it was called, but let me tell you, 
But we had our regular computers, like not the laptops. I always wanted one of those clear ones. I know. We never had one, but... Yeah, we were poor. But anyway, pretty much. We didn't have a whole lot of money. But yeah, no, totally. But I would have loved that one. Oh my god. And having a Mac, I guess, is alright too. But oh, they did bring those back at some point where they kind of updated them a little bit. I'd probably get one, to be honest. But anyway, so yeah, so she buys her laptop. Because she's like, you know what? I'm going to be fucking serious now, bitch. And you see that um, Emmett... Yeah, Emmett's behind her at the... uh, it's, I think it's the Harvard, like, bookstore or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and he was like, okay. she, Like, don't ask. Wasn't going to. Yeah. So now you have, and so now you have this little kind of, it's not a montage, really, but, like, you have, like, you know, oh, I guess she's being serious now. Like, good for her. Oh, yeah, you see her, like, so you see after that With her part, books. Yeah, you see after that part, she's, like, like, after, like, one or so that to her, and after, like, this party situation, she's like, fuck this. So you see her... Walking she's, with like four or five books. Four or five books. She's writing on her little laptop. Yep. She's like studying while doing like her exercise mm-hmm. where we see the Yokiro Taco Bell commercial, yeah. which was an actual commercial. Um, and she's all like that. actually taking it seriously. And she's not just because yeah. she wants to get Warner back. No, she's taking it seriously because she's like, I'm already going to be in enough debt, I guess. She was whatever. like, I'm in law school. So. I'm in law school, so I might as well make the most of it. Right. And then you see like, um, she's trying to get a book off of like the top shelf yeah. and David helps her, which is like really nice. Because he's tall, yeah. Because he's tall. Like, and, Thank you. Yeah, like it's really so cool. So he shows her compassion. Like He, he does, her, he does. He, he wasn't a jerk to her. Yeah, so you have all of this where you're showing that like she's being serious. You, I think this might be the scene where you have Stromwell's asking her a question and is all like, you know, uh, Miss Woods, like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, don't you need evidence that your claim needs evidentiary support? And even Stromwell's like, oh, okay, you're getting it. Like, yeah. I got you. Like, all right, I know I was mean to you, but... Yeah, or like, and then uh, Callan has asked something about, like, you know, something, and then she raises her hands. She's like, to negate mens rea or whatever. Like, you see this little montage of, like, she's trying to take herself seriously. Yeah. We then get to the point where... She and Paulette decide to try to get... Because at some point, it was, like, Christmas, and they have, like, they're in the nail salon, and they, like, just are drinking Diet Cokes. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. But at some point, I think it's might have been after, but before that, perhaps, I think there's the scene where they go over to the trailer mm-hmm. to go and then take Rufus back, the dog. Um, so they go up and, you know, um, now please, if you're a law student, do not do this because you are not supposed to act as a lawyer when right. you are a law student. <laughs> but then pretty much what happens is that Paulette obviously only has so much confidence in herself. That's why she can't talk to like the UPS guy. There might also be a scene before this, like where the UPS guy comes back and gives her something and whatever. I think this comes before the bend and snap, actually. I think it's a little bit before that. You know, you do see that Paulette only has so much self-confidence, I guess, because she was in kind of, like, an abusive, like, kind of emotionally abusive relationship, I guess. Right. Um, and so she goes back and she knocks on the door and she's all like, he's like, what the hell do you want? So this is um, Dewey or yeah. whatever. Uh, Her ex putting Dewey's name out there, excuse me, like, Dewey Riley is a saint uh, from Scream. But anyway, so, uh, but Dewey, but Dewey she's Newcomb... She's really soft-spoken when she's talking. Yeah, she's really soft-spoken, and she's like, and you can tell down. who's the aggressor in that relationship. So she's just like, I just, I, I... She's very soft-spoken. But then Elle's just kind of like, Dewey Newcomb, and she's like pretty much saying, like, you know, 
I'm Elle Woods, like Mrs. Bonifante's attorney, and she's pretty much using a bunch of legal jargon that doesn't make sense in this context. But he's not going to know. He's not going to know, though. So be like, you and them were in a common law marriage, which was a thing at some point. It's still a thing sometimes, where if you were with someone long enough, like, you don't have to actually get married. You get common law married. But anyway, so, like, and you need a div- equitable division of the assets, which is a real term, and all this kind of stuff and whatever. But then she's like, she's taking canine ownership right now and she's like what does that mean and then of course she says the iconic line of i'm taking the dog dumbass which i think you had in your notes yeah i'm taking the dog dumbass but this is just something to show that like you know okay yeah don't do this if you're a law student but what it's showing and this is also a movie but like also it's showing that like you know Elle is learning this stuff that is able to help out paulette in this way and that's really nice for her to be able to do that which is great Women help the women. Yeah. And this is something that, because the other thing that's kind of come up soon, but I think this is a scene before, um, this is showing that she's taking her stuff seriously. Yeah. With Callahan. Well, not with Callahan, with with Callahan. They're talking about the. Oh, also, I think at some point, isn't it that they have this whole scene and then she applies for the internship, right? Is that what you're going to talk about? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because there's this one I mean, scene. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like, maybe it's like after she does this. So I think it's after she does this class, thing with Paulette. They're in yeah, class. They're in the class and yeah. you know, Vivian and Warner are sitting next to each other and Elle's behind them and mm-hmm. they're talking about... Um, they're talking about a specific situation of like a sperm donor who wants to get custody or wants right. to have visitation rights and then warner's talking about whatever whatever yeah and he's all like blah 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 so he's done talking and he's like oh you're thinking like a lawyer blah 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 but then l is all like you know even though mr huntington makes a good point she talks about like you know well why is it why is it this sperm? Like, what is so special about this sperm? Blah, blah, blah. She's making some other good points. She then talks about how, like, every masturbatory uh, effort would have been considered reckless abandonment. All this kind of stuff. But she is showing to her teacher that she's really thinking and that she's thinking like a lawyer and that she's trying to do this. And this is where we get the scene. Right. And that's when he was like, he's like, and you just won your case. And you just won your like, case, yeah. yeah. And so then, after class, they're leaving. He's like, you know, hey, Elle, you did good today. Like, you know, were you thinking of doing my internship? And she's like, oh, I don't know, may- maybe. And she's like, you sh-. he's like, you should, why not? Do you have a resume? And he's like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, I do. And so she brings it out. It's pink and it smells it's nice. Scented. scented. Um, and then she, like, leaves and whatever. And then Emmett is in the class, too. Yeah. And so we'll find out about him in a little bit. But, like, they come there and, you know, <laughs> so Callahan's like, do you think she just woke up one day and was just like, I'm just going to go to law school? And Emmett's like, you know, well, even with that, though, like, she is really good. And, like, I think you need to, like, yeah, like, like she, he's, he's standing up for her, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, So this is her applying for the internship, I guess, really. Or I so, guess she does apply somewhere. That yeah, day. somewhere within that. Either that was part of it or whatever. Because it's coming up in your notes that you have this thing of, you know, um, everyone's crowded around this bulletin board. Remember bulletin boards, everybody? But anyway, so bulletin board where we find out. You know, uh, they're doing a murder trial, okay? And the murder trial is, um, you know, the caseload's so big that he's taking on first-year interns, which would be them. And so, like, you see Elle's walking up, walking up, and... She's like, what's going on? She's like, well, what's going on? And then you hear Vivian say, oh, Warner, like, we got it. And so it's Vivian and Warner, then you have Enid, and then you have, it's only four people, 
And then you see Elwood's name on there, so she sees it. And she does the good line that it's in your notes right here. She just, like, looks and she walks and she just says, Me! So good. She's just, like, saying, like, Yup, bitch, I got this. And then she's like, she's like, Me! And then, and then like, Warner and um, Fabian are, like, over, like, to the side a little bit. And then she's like, Oh, Warner. Yeah, yeah. And then... He like looks over at her like Vivian's like, like giving her like a stink eye, and she was like, "Do you remember when we spent this spent four this amazing four, hours, four amazing hours in the hot tub at Winter Forum or something right. like that?" He was like, "He's like, he's like, yeah." He's like, uh, "No." He's like, "He's like, yeah, uh, no." He's like, <laughs> "She was like, this is so much better than that." Exactly. And then she's like, "Excuse me, I gotta go shopping." And then she like cuts yes. in between them, and then Vivian like backs away, and she's like, four hours yeah exactly damn girl you have a good amount of stamina i guess dude but anyway so we have this so then we um they did go shopping i don't think we actually see them go shopping but we do see that the next scene i believe is actually them going to callahan's office Mm -hmm. so they come in their respective um you know elevators so like l comes up Mm -hmm. and then warner and Vivian are together, so Warner, like, walks past them. And, you know, Elle is like, you look very nice today, Vivian. And she's like, thank you. And so they all just, like, walk into the, um... the nice again. Yes, being nice. And so, like, she's walking into the office, and so we find out about the murder trial. So we see that Callahan's in his office, and he has, like, the interns there and his normal staff. Um, one of whom is played by Robert Silver, which for any fans of Friday the 13th, he's the guy in the final Friday who gets like cut the fuck down that middle by the machete or whatever while he's fucking someone in a tent. But anyway, so that's a whole thing, but he's one of the lawyers, which is kind of funny. But anyway, so we find out that the murder trial that they're doing is for Brooke Taylor Wyndham, who's played by Allie Larder. Mm Mm-hmm. And pretty much, like, she's accused of killing her husband, um, Hayworth. Hayworth, Hayworth yes. Wyndham. Sorry. I had it written um, down, but I forgot. Yeah, Hayworth Wyndham. And, like, she's accused of having shot him. And the only people who were, like, witnesses were, like, the daughter and, like, the pool boy yeah. and, like, whoever else, right? So, like, they're trying to figure out what's going on with that. I'm trying to remember exactly. All right. So, pretty much, uh, you know, they are talking about Brooke Wyndham and how they're, you know, maybe defending her for this for this murder trial. And so then Elle realizes that she knows Brooke. She's like, is that Brooke Taylor? Because um, they tell her, like, oh, she's, like, rich on her own. Like, you know, she has this Right, because they're like, empire. is she a gold? Like, does she kill him for the money? And she's like, no, actually, she made money on her own. Yeah, so then she's and like, then oh, is that like, Brooke Taylor? Like, I took her class in LA. Like, she's amazing. Like, she can make you lose three pounds in, like, a, a class or whatever. Yeah, she's like a fitness instructor. Yeah, she's like a fitness instructor. So then we uh, end up going to the actual prison to go visit Brooke um, to kind of, you know, get what we need to from her for her, her case and everything. So we end up there. Um, and then they're like, you know, hey, this guy's, like, way older than you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it happens beforehand. Well, I think this, I think when they're talking about her, before they go see her, like, she's a fitness instructor, she was like, exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't kill their husbands. They do say that at some point, yes. Yeah. They just don't. They just don't. Uh, but yeah, but they do end up at the prison at some point. Then I think after that they go there. After they, they go there, um, they're all like, well, she, he's way older than you. That doesn't look very good. And she's like, well, show him a picture of his dick or something. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, that's why I was with him. Yeah. So then, you know, it's one of the reasons. So like, anyway, she's like, hey, you know, like, I guess for what I'm paying you, like, I'm hoping you can help me. So then, you know, they're all leaving. And then she, you know, Brooke's all like, hey, I know you. 
She's like, you took my class in L.A., right? You have the best high kick I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, she's like, well, at least one of you has some brains, you know. She's like, I think God, one of you has a brain. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, she's like, hey, I'll do what I can to, to help you right. out, I guess. So then, at this point... so Okay, so they went to the prison and all that kind of stuff. Then, I believe, uh, at some point... They're at the nail salon. And, yeah, they end up back at the nail salon. And so then we see... This is our other iconic scene of this movie, where we see uh, the UPS guy is back, and he's, like, dropped out a package to Paulette. And she makes, like, she's just really awkward around him. She can't even talk to him mm-hmm. at the time or whatever. And then he's like, uh, so Elle is, he's like, coming up to her and she's like, I have a package. And then uh, Elle's just like, he's got a package. And he tries to get Paulette to sign mm-hmm. for it and she just like doesn't do anything. And then- While his crotch is just literally right in the frame, <laughs> which is really funny. Uh, but anyway, so then uh, As you say, Elle, he's got a package. Yeah, exactly. Elle is like signing off on it. And she's just like, great, Paulette. Was like, that the only like interaction you've had? And she's like, no, sometimes I say, doing good. Or like, sometimes I do this instead. No, she was like, I'm okay. And she says, I'm okay. And then she's like, sometimes I say I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. Right. But then this is where Elle is like, you know, I'm going to teach you a little something that my mom taught me in, in junior high. Yeah. And that it has like a, a return on the, um, you know, getting a dinner date and all that kind of stuff, whatever. And she calls it the bed and snap. So this is something where she's like, oh, you know, okay, I get up, I drop something, and so she does this bend down, and then she snaps up where she puts her two hands, like, you know, flourishing, mm-hmm. pretty much. So she's like, hey, okay, Paulette, like, try it out. So, you know, Paulette tries to do the bend and snap, and then, you know, she's like, okay, a little bit too much snap. Um, then one of the other ladies in the salon is like, like this? And then she, like, does the snap or whatever. She's like, oh, that's a good snap. And so it just in, and turns up into this like musical number pretty yeah. much where it's just everybody in the salon doing the bend and snap. Elle is leading all of it and yeah. all this She's stuff. Like, good job. Yeah, good job, everybody. And it just turns into this weird musical dance number, which is so funny. And so like the one lady, like the, the bigger black lady who was like doing the first thing, like she's just like dancing and like yeah. doing all this. It's so good. And then, you know, everyone is like doing the bend and snap. And then it comes to the end and the gayest guy is just like oh my god the bend and snap works every time it's so good which is so good and if you didn't already know i told sarah this offline uh this musical number was actually choreographed by the one and only tony basil who was the mickey video mm-hmm. she did that so she is a cheer- she was a cheerleader back in the day and she's like choreographed a bunch of shit so yeah she did that which is really really good yeah but yeah, so we had the bed and snap. So again, this is just teaching like all of that. What is the next thing we have on our the list? The next thing I believe is after that happens, then I believe that Elle goes and sees Brooke. Brooke by herself. She does. She goes and sees her. And so this is where we get. Oh, because, you know, because um, I guess in one of the little scenes before this, it says that they, they need her alibi. Yes, they do need her alibi. And this is before they visit her mom. Yeah. But so they uh, are like, okay, I'm going to go get her alibi. And so she goes to give it to her. So, like, she brings her, like, a basket of stuff, which yeah. you could not give to somebody. Right. She's like, Alufa, Alufa, all of the stuff, whatever. Um, She's like, you got to get me out of here, Al. Like, da da da. She's like, I will, but, you know, I'll do my best. But you, like, we really need your alibi. And so Brooke is all like, I can't give you my alibi, um, you know? And so pretty much she's like, but we really need it. And she's just like, I've made my fortune on, you know, perfecting women's bodies. And mm-hmm. she's like, I know you, I went from a six to a four. She's like, that's great. <laughs> and then she's like, 
Well, the day of of Hayworth's murder, I was I was getting liposuction, and she's like, "What?" She's like, "I was getting liposuction," and she's like, "Huh? Liposuction?" <laughs> she's like, "Oh my god!" And she's just like, "I know, I'm a fraud. It's not like normal women can have this ass." <laughs> And so she's just like, I would rather go to prison than, than lose my reputation. Right. And she's like, Brooke, your sacred is safe with me. Yeah. And so, yeah, she finds out what it was so that she does have an alibi that she didn't kill her husband. She wasn't there. So she comes back to, after this whole thing, mm-hmm. she comes back to the the um, the law office and everyone's there and everything. Yeah. And so then Callahan finds out, like, you know, oh, from, like, the perf- prison communique... Brooke Wyndham um, was seen by a sister of hers, yeah. one Delta New. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, she okay, said, oh, I did go, go to see her. her. Yeah. I did go see her. I was trying to get her alibi. And she was like, oh, it's a good one. It's juicy. And he's like, okay, great. What is it? And she's like, oh, no, I can't tell you. I was sworn to secrecy. But I can tell you that she didn't do it. Mm, and she's just like, screw this. Da, 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 whatever. Oh, also in this, when we come back to there, we see that Callahan either has already before or in the scene at the law firm, he asks Vivian to get him some coffee. You hear that. Yeah. And you see how Vivian kind of reacts to that. She's like, what? Like, right. huh? And that comes in the middle of later as well. So then, you know, Callahan's just like, someone talk some sense into her, like, while we do this, blah, blah, blah. And because Mrs. Vandermark Wyndham or whatever the fuck is on the other line, so he's going to go talk to her because somebody has to go talk to her, who's the mom of Brooke. Uh, or no, mom of the mom of Chutney and like the ex-wife pretty much yeah, of the first wife, yeah. Right, right, right. So anyway, so they're talking and then people are like, you know the alibi, why don't you just say it? Like, even Emmett's like, he'll probably hire on as a summer associate. And she's like, I gave her my word, Warner. And he's like, who cares? Like, don't even, you know, you gotta look out for yourself. Like, Warner. And then Vivian's like... Vivian even looks, she's like, wait, what? Like... She's like, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. She doesn't say anything, but you just see it in her face. You're just like, okay. Mm -hmm. So then in this case, we see that, um... Emmett is going to go... Oh, because then they're saying that, yeah. like, that, um... They're saying that... What's she the, forgot about, She um, forgot about the... The interview, and she's at the spa. Yeah, she's like, oh, well, that's right up your alley. Exactly. So they're like, why don't we go take you? So Emmett, um... So she's like, I'll go if you want. And then he's like, Emmett, please go take her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want her going into a prison again, okay? Please. Uh, so we see that, you know, um, Emmett and, um, Elle, they go off, and they're mm-hmm. driving. They have their cute little moment of, like... I can't believe you haven't told the alibi to him. And he's just like, it's not my alibi to tell yeah. while they're driving. And she calls him a butthead. And calls him a butthead. And he's like, well. I haven't been called a butthead since like the fifth grade or whatever. Yeah. She's like, well, you know, maybe not to your face. Uh, it's just like really funny. So you see like a cute little. Cute little interaction. interaction there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So go. then they end up at the uh, the spa and we see that. He's like, um, oh, wow, this is what a spa looks like. This is what a spa looks like. I call ahead, oh, she's in the mud room. Like she's expecting us. So then we have our intro to Mrs. Wyndham Vandermark, played by the one and only Raquel Welch. Rest in peace. She just recently passed away. Love her. Um, she, of course, is like the beauty upon beauty. I mean, just so iconic. Um, she's in this. And so she has like the cucumbers over her eyes and she's like wrapped up in shit. She's like, hi. You know, Elle's like, hi, we're from, you know, this law firm or whatever. We're here to ask you some questions. And so this is like... Um, the ex-wife saying, like, you know, well, from what my daughter has told me, like, you know, she could be a real bitch. And that her and Hayworth would, like, 
you know, screw like jackrabbits or whatever the hell. <laughs> um, and she's like, well, you know, the cabana boy, you know, and, and all this. So they have this like interaction where she's finding out some questions from them, but she's just like, oh, she's full of crap. Like really like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to say like, oh, Brooke was having an affair and like all this stuff. And she's just like, she's full of it. Like all this kind of stuff. Right. Uh, but we do get that nice little cameo from Raquel Welch because that's like, the one part she's in. She is in the uh, the courtroom scene later, yeah. but like you know, you have that. Anyway, so you know, you have this, but they are um, they leave the spa and then they're you know getting in the car and driving back. So he then drives her back to school, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So then uh, you see that this is completely voiceovered. Like it's probably not happening right on set because you don't actually see them talk to each other. It's like literally, literally them driving up to the school. So all of what they're saying to each other is not actually on set. I don't think. I think it's eighty yard in, honestly. Anyway, so. He drops her off and be like, she's talking about like, you know, well, I'm discriminated against as a blonde, you know, and whatever the hell, you know, but he drops her off. So Emmett drops her off at school. We have the little line of like, what do you think I'd be like as a blonde? Um, and she's like, I don't think you could handle it personally. <laughs> and people want to say that that's like a little kind of um, kind of nod to the fact that Luke Wilson is Owen Wilson's brother. Whatever. I don't really think it is, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, so Elle's walking back to school. She's walking back to her room, and she sees David is trying to, like, go... Uh, she's He's asking a girl out, and the girl's pretty much rejecting him. So she's like, you know what? Let me do a little something. He helped me get that book. He's been nice to me. Let me do a little something for him. Right. So then he, what he she does is she goes up to him, and she's like, why haven't you called me? And he's just like, What? And she's talking about, like, you took me out, you gave me all this great stuff, and you gave me the best night of pleasure, and you just never called? And he's just like, I'm sorry? Like, <laughs> sorry isn't enough for doing blah, 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 blah. And so she's being nice to David because he's been nice to her. Right. Um, and it's just a kind of nice thing so where just, it, this girl, this girl like, oh, okay. is now she like, like oh. Anything to do with him. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, oh, so hey, when did you want to go out? And it's just nice that she's doing something to help someone else, which right. is really, really good. So that she goes back. I think this is the scene, if I'm not mistaken, where Elle is looking through some depositions in her room, if I'm not mistaken. So she's going through that. She's doing that, doing that. Vivian comes to her room, because they obviously live in the same building, mm-hmm. I guess. And she's like, hey, are you done with those depots? She's just like, yeah, I've run it like 20 times, like all this stuff. Right. And this is where her and Vivian get to have a nice little kind of... Um, like they're not catty. They're, actually they're not catty to each other. Things, yeah. Because, you know, Vivian's talking about like... Have you ever noticed that, like, you know, Callahan always has me get his coffee for him? I've done it, like, ten times for him. He never asked Emmett. And he's like, yeah, I know. Like, you know, it's so weird. Um, be like, well, you know, men, like, they can't, you know, they can't live in the world without us. And she's like, yeah, I know. And she talks about how, like, you know, yeah, Emmett still needs to get his, uh, he does still doesn't do his laundry. He gets it no, sent out. No, Warner. Or no, sorry, Warner. Warner gets his um, laundry sent out. And then Vivian talks about how, like, he got waitlisted when he first applied. And so, like, his dad had to make a call and everything. And she's like, no, are you kidding me? Well, you think, like, Elle got in on her first try. Right. So it's, like, one of these things where they get to have this kind of understanding of, like, hey, girl, I know it's, like, hard being a woman in this shit. And I can see you. And I want to just be nice to you. I, I don't think you're a bitch anymore. I don't care the fact of this, that, and the other. Because, honestly... After my uh, after my fiance said that shit about you know this alibi because she even says she's like I thought it was very classy of you not to disclose that alibi right because you know whatever and and again 
it's just something that is so different and i think that's why this is such a great female story because it's like yeah it's hard being a woman in the law because it's such a male-dominated field and there's more women in law now of course but it's still tough mm-hmm. and then she like she's like oh she was like like she like let she like lets her whole bruiser yes hold bruiser yeah. it's really nice and it's it's nice like it's like you see like a like a kinship happening like, yeah a nice like, friendship kinship type like, thing going type on. happening after their first interaction was like yeah, not bad. good <laughs> bad 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 and if you ever want to find out i i've listened or i've watched some of her videos but um Legia miller on youtube she's a lawyer um and she has done some videos. Um, she has talked about Legally Blonde before, how she likes the movie and everything. And she talks about being a woman in the law, being a real woman, actually, in the law. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, no, it's, that's so why this movie kind of resonates with people. Um, it doesn't have to be law, but it can be other fields where you deal with and, you know, things that are not traditionally female-centered jobs, you mm-hmm. know? It's a whole thing. But anyway, so... We have that nice little scene. And then I think the next thing is they're back in the courtroom and are we at the courtroom scene yet well i don't think there's anything between that i think they go to the they they do that and then i think the next thing is they're going to to the court for the beginning of the trial yeah because they have they have to Mm -hmm. do they have to um cross-examine every gay exactly exactly so that's what happens and then somewhere in the middle of this uh we do have the scene with paulette at the uh uh the nail salon I think it might be happening after this, but there is a scene that comes up with her. But yeah, we do start the actual trial. Um, so they're cross-examining Enrique, who's played by Greg. Oh, when he comes to see her? Yeah, when he comes to see her. So we have Greg um, Serrano playing Enrique. He's talking about how, like, this is the questioning of him. He's talking about how, like, oh, that's my uniform that I wear. Like, they have this little blue thong or whatever. That's, like, like my little, you know... Right, my outfit and all this and be like pretty much saying like you know hey like you know she was out at the pool like topless or whatever uh and she's just like you know like they're trying to paint as like oh he must be like having an affair with her he's like had a really relationship blah 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 that's pretty much what's happening here and there but she's just like no you're fucking lying dude like but they you know have this kind of thing so then we have our, our good old judge, Marina R. Bickford, played by Francesca Roberts. Mm-hmm. So we have her. She's, like, the main judge. And so they're cross-examining her as well. So it's, like, the DA who's actually doing it at first because she's the one asking questions of, like, have you had sexual relations with her? And all this kind of stuff. And so then they're like, oh, you know, God, Jesus. Be like, you gotta save me, Al. You gotta save me. And then she also talks about how she just likes watching him change the filter. Yeah. I thought that was fun. So then um, you have, oh, I think this is what happens. So we have this part. And then we have the part with Paulette, mm-hmm. with UPS guy coming. Because, like, he comes. He's, like, giving her, you know, he's going to have her sign this package or whatever. And then she realizes, like, oh, the bend and snap. Yeah. So she drops the pen he's giving her. And she's going to do the bend and snap. But then he is already about to, like, oh, I'll get it. And he bends down. And then she, like knocks into him by accident yeah, like that's what it nose, was yeah. yes <laughs> and so then she's calling l to like say oh no you broke his nose be like oh it was oh, yeah, horrible yeah, yeah, yeah. and all this so then she's in line so l is in line at the water fountain so she's in line and so she's like waiting for in front of her is um enrique and she's waiting for him to like because he's taking a while at the water fountain and she's um she's tapping her foot mm-hmm. Uh, on the floor and so Enrique says 
Don't stomp your little last season, uh, season Prada shoes at me, honey. And so he's just like, so she, she's just like, this, these aren't last season. And then she's like, oh my gosh. And then she like runs back into the courtroom. She runs to her people and she's just like, you guys, you guys, he's gay. And then they're like, wait, what? What are you talking about? All right. And, and she so, was like, she was like, Warner, Warner, Warner. She's like, what, what, type of sh- what type of shoes are these? And he was like, uh, 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 bl- black ones. Uh, black ones. <laughs> yeah. She's like, see? She was like, gay men, no designers. Gay men, no, no designers. Straight men, don't. Yeah, exactly. And like, then and then Brooke says, you know what? He did leave a share tape in the pool house one time. Which is very much that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're like, okay, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but like, I got a murder trial to attend to. Right. So they're like, gonna cross-examine him. And so they're talking. And again, they're blah, 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 whatever. So Callahan's asking questions, but like he's not really getting anywhere with her, him, and all this. Mm-hmm. And then Emmett's like, "Let me, let me do this." Yeah. So Emmett's going up, and he's like, "How long have you been with Mrs. Wyndham?" Blah blah blah. He's asking her, him some questions. He's like doing some rapid fire. He's like, "You know, have you ever taken Mrs. Wyndham out for a date?" He's like, "Yes." Where did you go? This place, and you know, this place that nobody knew us. Mm-hmm. Be like, "How long have you had an affair with Miss Wyndham?" Three months, and your boyfriend's name is Chuck. And she's like. Okay, thanks. Got it. And then he's like, oh, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. And he's like, I, I just mean my friend, Chuck. I mean my friend. And then this guy in the audience of the ju- of the um, the uh, the courtroom is like just saying, you bitch. And he just like storms <laughs> out, which as a gay is very, le- very much that. And he's gay. <laughs> you bitch. It's so good. Uh, it's very accurate. But anyway, so we find out that he's actually gay, technically, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, because, yeah, okay, so that just kind of puts him out as a suspect. Yeah. Uh, before this, we did get our intro to Chutney. What a fucking name. Uh, Chutney, played by Linda Cardellini from, you know, Scooby-Doo, Boy Meets World, Freaks and Geeks, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was talking a little bit before Enrique about just, like, you know, some baseline stuff. Like, they had a little bit of her talking um of like obviously she doesn't really like brooke very much right. and whatever but we got a little bit of that but then we got more of enrique really so okay he's like knocked out as a uh as a particular suspect and that's all fine and dandy so then they go back to the law firm and they're all like all right cool like this is good so you know they're kind of wrapping up for the night and so callahan's in his office he comes uh with what's her name um with l and so they're all leaving so like um Vivian's leaving for the night, uh, and then Elle and Callahan are talking in his office, and he's like, you did a really good job today. Like, right. you went with your instincts and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what were you thinking about your career goals and all that? And she's like, oh, I wasn't really knowing, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And then pretty much you see the Callahan just being a creep. Yeah. And he pretty much is sexually harassing yeah, he's Elle. He's hitting on her. He puts his hand on her thigh, and... Elle is just like, you are completely out of line. Yeah, like, and you, as you see this, yeah. you see Vivian and her in the hall, mm-hmm, and then she Vivian's gonna, yeah. like, got a bunch of files, and she was like, oh, do you need help with that? She's like, no. And then she's like, yeah, I'll see you soon or whatever, and then that's when she goes to the office, and mm-hmm. Vivian... She sees it. Like, the door's slightly come slightly ajar, ajar and it's... Um, so she can see in there, and then that's... She just so happens when she's sitting there, and he literally puts his hand on her... Yeah. May, she sees that and she's like, oh, like so that's what's that's happening. That's why, yeah, So yeah, she, yeah. she kind of was being a bitch. And- 
Yeah, yeah. So then she's like, you're completely out of line. This is when I realized, like, I thought you wanted to be a lawyer and be like, oh, well, I just realized that my professor is like an asshole pretty much. And so she storms off. This is what's called quid pro quo harassment, like where it's like a this for that kind of thing. Um, So he's just out of line as a teacher as well. Right, and she just walks out. So anyway, she walks out, but she walks to the elevator. But then Vivian comes up and she's just like, you had me fooled. Yeah. And so you're just like, oh shit, like you totally don't know what just happened. Ah, right, fuck. like you saw something, but you definitely don't know the context. Exactly. So like then she If you would have been there five minutes earlier. Exactly, you would have yeah. seen what we had on. But anyway, so like, but it wouldn't have happened. So anyway like she goes down to the bottom floor she sees emmett she's, she's like, like oh what's wrong the jury then yeah exactly too, yeah. we might win the case and then she like goes she's down like, oh. and emmett's just like i'm such an idiot like the only reason i got this thing was because callahan likes me yeah because he wants to have sex with me pretty much right he thinks i'm yeah. yeah and so you know, never mind i'm just going back to california like fuck this like right. whatever and she's like but you know but emmett's like stay like you're doing great like, but, you know, it doesn't matter. They just think I'm a piece of ass. Right. Like, you know. Which, hey, fair. This probably does happen, really, where it's yeah. the weird imposter syndrome. she's not syndrome. being taken serious. Yeah. yeah, it's a imposter syndrome. It's this thing where it's like, why am I even here? Like, what the fuck? She decides to quit. And Emmett's, like, kind of heartbroken and all this. So then you see that she's packed up, you know, for all this. Mm-hmm. She's packed her car up. She's going and she's leaving um, Massachusetts. She goes to see Paulette and she hugs her. She's just like, you know, they just thought of me as a piece of ass. Like, you know, I'll just go back to California. I'll just do my thing. And so then you and see Paulette that. Paulette said to see her go. Yeah, she said to see her go. Like, you've been so great, you know, all this. And then you see someone at the salon and you see that it is Professor Stromwell. Mm-hmm. And Professor Stromwell says, because she's ever she heard like, this whole conversation. She's like, forget law school, all this. And so Professor Stromwell's there, and she's like, you know, if you're going to let one asshole, like, you know, derail your whole, you know, career, then you're not the girl that I thought you were then, you know? And she just tells her, she's like, hey, girl, I get it. I've done this for a long time. And if you're going to let one man get you down, then you know what? Maybe you're not the kind of girl I thought you were. And she's like, you know what? All right. All right. I got you. I got you. So then you see them, um, you see Emmett and Vivian in the prison with uh, with Brooke. And so they're like, where's Ella? And she's like, she quit, like, you know, all this. Emmett's talking about that. And then uh, Vivian makes some snide comment about, like, you know, you don't even know. She oh, makes yeah, some the, um, snide comment, the prison, you know, yeah. yeah, about that whole thing. And then Emmett's like, you don't even know what you're talking about. And then pretty much... Uh, Emmett says like listen Callahan hit on her and like that's why she's leaving and then Vivian's like oh shit I made made a totally huge mistake and then she's like well we like we all we were gonna win the case because they are watching Callahan on TV he's an asshole which also is so funny because he's like hitting on Elle and all this stuff if you don't already know Victor Garber in real life is a complete homosexual so like it's so funny that he's playing this role and then in real life he's absolutely gay yeah but anyway so whatever but the three of them in the prison decide all right we're gonna do a little something here's what we're gonna do so then we're nearing the end of the movie at this point but we have that we're in the courtroom so it's you know callahan's there and everyone's there you know getting ready and then brooke comes in she comes in and he's like what are you looking so happy about you're on trial for murder and she's just like get up like you're fired and he's like what 
Like, what do you mean? And she's just like, you're fired. I got new representation. So then you see the iconic doors open to the courtroom. You see her shoes. And you see the Elle Woods. She's all up in her pink outfit mm-hmm. with David behind her, who's kind of helping her out as well. And she's just like, hi. And so they walk in. Um, and so they have found that in the penal code or whatever the fuck, the whatever bylaws, it states that in Massachusetts bylaws that, you know, a law student can uh, do this proceeding with the help of a supervising, like, attorney or whatever. Right. And so, again, like, they put this to the judge. The DA's like, I don't mind this at all. Like, but Callahan's like, I'm not allowing it. I'm not doing this. Right. And then she's like, I don't think you understand. Like, Brooke's all like, I don't think you understand. You're fired, you creep. Like, she's go like, away. <laughs> she's like, you're fired. Yeah, you're fired. Um, and so then, you know, they're like, okay, we'll allow it. And then Emmett's like, you know what? I'll supervise your honor. It's right. fine. And so they're like, well, Miss Woods, then do like, your thing. Yeah. Like, he's like, all right, whatever. Have fun in prison. Right. So then he's all like, all right, whatever. So then you have the DA on one side and then you have um, Emmett and um, L. So now they've already done Enrique. Now they are questioning Chutney. Mm-hmm. So Chutney is on the stand. She's a 26-year-old daughter, all this stuff. There's, she's a suspect. So that's why she's on the stand. So they're talking about, like, you know, this is uh, Elle who's doing this. And she's talking about, like, some theoretical stuff about the law. But she's like, I know what men's... You know, the judge is all like, I know what men's rea is. Right. Like, she's I, like, I don't... I don't need to know all this. Like, right. I think she's you need like, to start questioning your This is what I've been learning. Because she's, client. like, literally, like, a first-year student. Yeah, she's a first-year student. So, like, you know, whatever. So, but she's like, I think you need to start questioning your your clients. Uh, right. You need to start questioning your witness. And you're like, oh, of course. So she's asking these kind of roundabout questions. Because she doesn't completely know how to ask them. She's just like, okay, so your father was shot. You saw your father's dead body, right? You saw blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't know how to ask the question, so she's like, "So you took a shower, so you were, so you didn't hear the gunshot from the shower, right? But somewhere within the twenty minutes that you were in the shower, your father was shot, but you couldn't so, hear yeah. the shot because you were, you were in, in the, the shower. shower. So she just doesn't know how to ask these questions because she's a first year attorney, yeah. <laughs> and so she's a law student. So, but Emmett's just like, go ahead, like you're doing, like don't worry, you're you're fine. And people are thinking like, oh, you're being so silly, like you don't know what you're doing, like right. what are you doing? And so she's asking, she's like, she's asked Chutney, she's like, Miss Wyndham, what have you done earlier that day? And so Chutney's all like, well, I got up, you know, got a latte, went to the gym, got a perm, and I came home. So again, you had this whole scene of like, she doesn't know how to ask these questions, and she talked about how she was in the shower, why she couldn't hear the gunshot, all these things. And Elle is like, she got a permit, she came home. And this puts the light bulb in her head of like, when you got in the shower? And they're all like, I'm pretty sure the client... It's like, she's like... Yeah. She was in the shower. She's like, okay, yes, Your Honor, I get it. Now she's like, got... No, I was just going to say, because she kept saying the shower. And then when she was like, she's like, what'd you do? She's like, I got up, got a latte... Went, went to, to the, the gym, gym, got a perm, got a perm, and whatever. And then she was like, "Her her light bulb goes off." Where she's like, "When you got in the shower?" Yeah, she like, washed my hair. Yeah, she was washing her. She said she was washing her hair. Yeah. And so, yeah, so they're like, like it clicked for her. She was like, well, "You can't for do that." Yeah, so she I mean, talks. You can't do that. It's just that your it's perm gonna is not it. gonna. Yeah. So it's gonna ruin it. So like, she's pretty much like, she's like, 
She's like, Miss Wyndham, like, um, had you gone to Perm before? And she was like, yes. She's like, how many would you say? She's like, two since I was 12. You know, you do the math. Two years since I was 12. Yeah, exactly. And then she's talking about, like, you know, my um, sorority sister, Tracy Marcinko, you know, got a perm. But, you know, curls weren't a good look for her. She didn't have your bone structure. And then you just see a nice little thing of uh, Raquel Welch just being like, aww. Which is one of my favorite parts. Oh, and by the way, also, um, her friends have now come to the... the oh, yeah, they, like, sneak into the thing. They sneak like, in there. And so they're all like, oh, it's, like, everything, like, with the little judge and everything. And then Margot is the best character. She just, like, claps. She's just, just like, vote for Elle! It's so stupid. I love her. But anyway, so they sit down. They're like, ladies, take a seat. <laughs> but anyway, so back to, back to questioning Chutney, though. So she's just like, you know, so she... Uh, my... Sorority sister entered this, like, wet t-shirt contest where she was completely toes down from head to toe the day she got a purge. And she was all like, you know, um, they were all like, why is this relevant? And they were like, why is this relevant? I'd be like, oh, I have a point, I promise. And they're like, wake it then. And though, so she was like, so she asked Chenny, she was like, why was, why did Tracy Marcinko's curls get ruined when she got hosed down? And then she's like, because they got wet, being just like snarky about it. And she's like, exactly, because isn't the first rule of perm maintenance is to not wet your hair for 24 hours as, at a risk of deactivating the ammonium thiglocolate? And then she's like, then Chutney's like, yes. And she's like, and wouldn't somebody who's gotten 30 perms throughout her life know this rule? And she's just like, yeah. And she's like, and if you were washing your hair, which I expect you weren't because your curls are still intact, you know, you wouldn't have had time to like, you wouldn't have been in the shower to do that. Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have been able... You wouldn't have been able to hear the gunshot because you wouldn't have taken a shower mm-hmm. if you'd gotten a perm that day at all. Right. So then, you like... So, for you to make your story plausible, you would have had to see Mrs. Wyndham with a gun in her hand, you know, for to make your story plausible. Isn't that right? Like, she is literally just, like, all of it. Right. And this is when Chutney says, like, she's my age. Did you tell you that? How would you feel if someone married... Um, someone who was your age married your father, pretty much? Yeah. And she's like, you had time to hide the gun, didn't you, Chutney, when you shot your father? And then Chutney just says, like, I didn't mean to shoot him. I thought it was you walking through the door. And she points <laughs> at Brooke. And what's funny in this scene, too, I mean, they must show it in, like, law schools at this point. What's funny about it is that I don't even think, Elle wasn't even trying to get this information from her at all. It was just her own kind of knowledge of how perms work. Just, like, was like, wait a minute, like, this is what it was. She wasn't asking her, like, you killed your father. She'd be like, well, she did kind of say, like, you know, you were upset with your father, wasn't, weren't you? Blah, 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 blah. Right. But she didn't mean to have her say, I didn't mean to shoot him. She just came out and said it. But, like, I don't think she was expecting her to confess. So she's, that's why she literally is like, and she's like, oh my God. And then Emmett's like, oh my God. And then the judge is like, oh my God. And then they're like, all right, arrest Chutney, you're going to jail. And then Brooke, you're free to go. And so then, like, everyone erupts into, you know, wonderful. Oh, Paulette's also there, too. She comes yeah. in with the UPS guy. It's nice. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's what happens pretty much. And, uh, yeah, so it all ends. And so um, so then everyone done, is there. Like, they're walking down the um, stairs. Sorry. They're walking down the stairs. Well, they're like, how did that, you know? Before what? that, um, after they, you know, they, they take um Trenton in custody and brooks free to go then when they're in their like the lobby then warner mm-hmm. comes after to her that. yeah like after like that happens 
So yeah, Warner's coming. That's a lot he's of all like, like outside the courtroom. Yeah, he's all like, you know, you did so good in there. Like, you know, I want you back, pretty much. Yeah, he's like crawling back to her, and she was like, yeah, she's like, you know, oh Warner, that's so nice. But if I'm gonna be a partner by the time I'm thirty, I'm gonna need somebody who like you know is like serious or whatever. And she was like, I'm gonna need somebody who's not such a bonehead. Exactly, and it's so funny because she's like, using what he said in the date in the beginning right back on him which exactly. is really funny exactly so yeah and so the bailiffs like open the doors for her she leaves out we then see three years later where we're in two. Well, yeah then they were like they were like like when she was so they were walking out of the doors and they're like how did you know that she and then she was like any any cosmo girl would know yeah no. you know whatever but it's and really she's nice like, she's brilliant of course of course right but yeah, so then you have it's four years later it's like three years later in 2004 this is not what 2004 looks like but okay whatever yeah. And so we have our graduation from Harvard Law School. Mm-hmm. We have Stromwell there, who's giving, like, the kind of opening speech mm-hmm. and talking about who the valedictorian is. And it happens to be Miss L. Woods, who had a very interesting start. Now, I don't know the whole fucking speech back of my hand or whatever. Um, you could look it up if you want to. But it's pretty much her saying, like, you know, don't just see people on their first, like, don't take people's, like, impressions, like, their first impressions. Like, you know, give people a chance, all this kind of stuff. You know, because you see, like, Emmett's... So you see, like, Emmett is there, but you also see, like, you know, um, Vivian's there, and... Yeah, like, she just talks about how, like, you know, self of sense of self and, like, passion, and she talks about Professor Stromwell saying that thing, but she talks about how there is passion to the law and all that kind of and stuff. And believing in yourself. And believing in yourself and all that good stuff. Yeah. And so she's like, as we go out into the world, you know, remember all this. Um, and then she's like, yeah, you know... So, congratulations, class 2004. We did it! <laughs> and so it's all nice. Everyone throws their caps up in the air. And then, yeah, she's throwing sort of, sort of caps up in the air. Yeah. And, like, she's, like, looking up. And, like, it, I think we were saying, like, at the end of the movie, when Warner's like, I want you back. And this part, she's wearing a wig, as we said exactly. previously. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then Perfect Day starts playing. Perfect Day end. starts playing by Haku again. And we see that, um, so, like, uh, Warner. Then, yeah, like, before, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Vivian and, well, yeah, it's before a part of that. So we while have. The, while that's playing. Exactly. Right. Vivian and, um, Vivian broke up with Warner and now she and Elle are best friends. Right. She does come back in the sequel, which is kind of nice, too. So that we see that they're friends. We see that Warner uh, doesn't have a girlfriend. He got no job offers. So he didn't graduate with honors. So he's okay. just a loser. Yep. And then Emmett actually quit Callahan's firm and he now works for himself. He's working at his own law firm and they've been dating. Yep. Paulette and the US, UPS. US guy. They are expecting a child. They're, they're going to name Elle mm. and all this stuff. It's like really cute. And so, yeah, and then you just see, like, the Perfect Day song is playing, but then you just see it And then you see that Emmett is going to... Propose, yeah. He's going to propose. He's going to propose to her. And so you just see this kind of, like, close-up of, like, her, like, up at this podium and all that. And then, yeah, that's pretty much the end. And then it's the end. And then also the title sequence, the end credits start playing. And that song is One Girl Revolution, which is playing on the that. Um, Which, fun fact, that's in the movie Cadet Kelly with Hilary Duff. Okay. We play that. But, yeah. But that's pretty much the end. And so, everybody, that is the end of Legally Blonde. So, in regards to uh, Legally Blonde, you know, I think it goes without saying... I mean, this movie, we were already talking about how much it was awesome before. It's just still a really good movie. I think it is... I think the reason it has stuck around, not just because, like, Reese Witherspoon is, like, really wonderful and charming, but, like, I also just think, like, this story is a very empowering one. It's, like, very fun feminist, like, literature, you know? And, like, this, like, 
example of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just something about believing in yourself and doing what you need to do and uh, never judging a book by its cover, hopefully. Right. That's the other thing, too. So I, I just think it is such a... It's a PG-13 movie, I think. You know, it's, like, very light. Yeah. But, you know, I think it is something where, yeah, you could show a young girl this and be like, hey, this is a movie that's, like, super important and it's, like, something I loved watching, you know? So, like, I'd absolutely show, like, you, you know, little Tasha or something. Like, yeah. show her Lily Blonde. Yeah. Like, why not? Tasha is um, one of Barbie's kids, if you yeah. didn't know, but, you know, whatever. But, yeah. So, it's, like, I would absolutely want to show a young lady this of, like, have you never seen this? Like, this is really fun and silly. It's silly. It has heart, you know, but all that. I, I just love it. How about you, Sarah? What's your little wrap-up? What's your Is it a takeaways? 10 out of 10 for you? It, it's like a 9.5 out of 10 if we're doing that. I don't know. There's just like little things where I'm like, I wish it was a little more diverse, I yeah. guess. But besides that, all of it's still there for you. But it's, no, it's, 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 it's definitely a, a, a good watch to, to, yeah. to put on. And, yeah. Um, I think there's a particular reason why a person like Ariana Grande like homages this in her, her music video. It's like, of course you do, because this is a movie that young girls grew up with, and we, well, I'm not a woman, but like, you know, like, it's just something where like, it's just a nice watch, it's empowering, it has a good message to it, fucking watch it. Like, if you haven't already done so, you need to. Right. So. And right now it's on Tubi for a few more days, I think, so that's nice, and the sequel's on there too if you want to watch it. And yeah, I just think that that's pretty much it. But Sarah, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you have anything you want to plug or whatever? Like, you don't have nothing? No, not really. Yeah, no. Um, But thanks for having me. Of course. I would love having you on the show. It's always nice. But yeah, I think that's everything we can think of. And, uh, you know... Yeah, I think that's everything. So thanks so much for being on the show, Sarah. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do so at cultcinemacircle at gmail.com. If you'd like to give any movie recommendations, give feedback on the show, or if you'd just like to say, hey, I'm open to all of it. You can also follow the show on Instagram at cultcinemacircle and on Twitter at cultcinemacircle. I tend to announce the movies that I'm going to be covering and just interact with people on there if they want. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at jesse, J-E-S-S-E, Kremp, K-R-E-M-P, all one word. On that platform, I tend to log the movies that I watch. I write little stupid reviews about them and just general foolishness over there. Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast on your podcatcher of choice, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm pretty much on all of them. Be sure to leave five stars and a one to two sentence review about the show uh, so we can grow the audience and then just spread the love all around. Be sure to tune in next week to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast, where I'll be covering 2009's Jennifer's Body. A newly possessed high school cheerleader turns into a succubus who specializes in killing her male classmates. Can her best friend put an end to the horror? As always, thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast. And remember, vote for Al! Take care. Bye.